0: I mean, what if a person, uh, came to, you know, that was a murderer or criminal of some kind, and they... and they wanted some kind of help? I mean, would you have to turn him in? Well, if he came to me for spiritual advice, I'd say no. You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. Oh. But I would try to convince him to turn himself in. Eh? Uh-huh. And, uh, how do you go about getting an exorcism? Beg your pardon. If um, if a person's, you know, possessed by a demon or something, how do they how do they get an exorcism? Well, the first thing I'd have to get him into a time machine and get him back to the 16th century. I didn't get you. Well, it just doesn't happen anymore, Miss McNeil. Oh um, yes, yeah, since when? Well, since we learned about mental illness, paranoia, schizophrenia all those things they taught me at Harvard. Miss McNeil since the day I joined the Jesuits. I've never met one priest who has performed an exorcism, not one. Yeah, well, <sighs> it just so happens that somebody very close to me is, is probably possessed and needs an exorcism. Father Keres, is my little girl. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, that mummy video—the video, video itself—is doing really well. It is. I noticed earlier.
2: Yeah, was, uh, I was—I went to check it out to um, drop a like on it, like I usually do, and see what.
1: Yeah. There. Yeah, really happy with that, and gained free subscribers from it. So, uh oh, yes. Thank good. you to the free subscribers. If you do listen to this audio um, <laughs> version, um, yeah, I don't know why. I, I mean, I haven't looked at the analytics yet it could just be bots it could hmm. it could be a slumber party masker
2: situation um could be but then again maybe 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 people have just been waiting for some maybe they OG have or mummy content to come along maybe that oh we, uh, yeah we up.
1: i didn't see your week because we had a comment on that video from uh one at bold uh did you know the bride yeah. of the mummy mummy free universal became Miss Folgers? Was there a character of mister. Folgers that I'm completely forgetting here?
2: no, I had to google it because it didn't really make much sense to me when I read it um but it's um a brand of coffee uh Folgers oh, yeah it coffee. Is. It, um which I'd never heard of american but, yeah apparently they became um the 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 face of the like the the character for the the advertisements um right. so yeah, that was that was interesting because I, I dropped in the little um, knowledge about Anthony Head doing the Nescafe Gold commercials. So there seems Giles. to be a precedence and a link of horror or yeah. horror adjacent actors getting involved in coffee promo. So maybe there's maybe there's some content <laughs> there in the future. <laughs> Which a list of top ten top ten horror actors you didn't know promoted coffee.
1: I guarantee... <laughs> No, I don't guarantee, but I bet there's not many videos like that on the internet. And if, you want, <laughs> if we want something niche. niche, yeah, niche <laughs> and obscure, then that's the way to go. That's the one. That's the one to note down. Um, yeah, that's it. But that's cool. Cool. Nice to have a little comment. That's got yeah, nine likes, two hundred, just under two hundred fifty views. Very happy with that. That was good, especially as the fact we did it a week later and we didn't have much to good say about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, hey ho. Um, but yes. Speaking of a week later, uh, this is episode
0: fifty-three oh God, of totally the Dragcast.
1: <laughs> fifty-three of the Dreadcast. Welcome back. It's been two weeks for us from not recording, but it's been a week since the last release, being the mummy, which we just mentioned. Um, so yeah, if it's it's weird, isn't it, when we're off for like a week and then we come back to record? It feels like a month
2: it does feel like because a it's time. a constant yeah, because yeah.
1: it's a constant now for us to record every week and then we miss a week and it's like who are you again
2: well like i said you you messaged me saying like oh do not it feel really weird that we're not recording and i was like i've been i was constantly going uh, shit yeah i'm supposed to be watching a film or you know, what time is it am i late and i was like yeah i was like, oh, got to oh, get my I homework relax. done I couldn't relax because I kept thinking, oh, I've forgotten. I've forgotten the pod, damn.
1: Oh, it's Sunday (laughs) night and I forgot to do my homework, damn. Uh, Yes, welcome back to the Dreadcast, episode 53. And um, these are the last two episodes, this week and next week, before a little hiatus before we come back in late September, where we've got a beautiful film and a film we've both never seen. Do you remember what we do you remember what we discussed? No, I've
2: totally forgotten what it was. What did we say it was gonna be?
1: It's a Matthew McConaughey Rene Zellweger special. Oh yes. <laughs> and yes, then we'll be going remember. into part four of the Monsters of Universal. Uh We're Invisible, in in there. Invisible Man. Yeah. But uh this is no, this will be the second Texas Chainsaw film we've done because me and T yeah. did uh the abomination that was the netflix one let's get which, that let's
2: start rolling out that texas chainsaw th- chatter this is, now this is bi-
1: <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> hang on uh i know we that's now our thing we have a quota every episode to get the texas chainsaw chatter but this is gonna be a big one i think because uh um, a big one uh, something um it was a special day today in the video game world and bu- 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 this beauty turned up. Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game, PS5, and I'm Well, it,
2: not only not only is it the game release, but it is Texas Chainsaw Day, isn't it? It is indeed. April, Texas a- Chainsaw a- April? Massacre Day.
1: August 18th. We're not in yes. April. Come on now.
2: Um, August 18th.
1: Yeah. I, I, there's something about like, the, the artwork. I really think the artwork's fantastic. And I was saying this earlier when I opened it. So I just really love this artwork. It'd be a really good poster. Mm-hmm and then i didn't realize
2: oh what, you what, get what? a poster i
1: get a little poster so that's gonna go look out. at that that's getting go
2: stuff out. in game boxes that doesn't happen very often these days no
1: but it means i mean it's not the only text chainsaw stuff that i have what about the neck of bigger you know of leverface the neck figure or what about the the v the vhs <laughs> which i showed you before or, or or what about the special edition dvd Nice. The, uh, nice. Or, I don't or, what a, or what about the the remake DVD? Or or what about the the Blu-ray <laughs> copy with the reverse? We're getting it all. We're
2: getting what it all. What all about nice. the, Texas Chainsaw Massacre?
1: The four K <laughs> copy of the. Or or what about my new official movie poster that's framed Ooh. of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> <laughs> I so we are like, doing a show and tell this really, week, is what you're I saying. Really, I really like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, folks. I really like it. Um <laughs> Yeah, just I just want to get them out of the way. <laughs> I
2: mean why not? Why not? That's and that's just a the first bill. It is, it is appropriate. <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything Texas Texas related to hand. No, I
1: don't think. no nothing Texas related. Uh, no. One thing I will say, I think, I hope you can agree on, before we do get into that episode in September, that film, as wacky as it is, it's better than the Netflix one. I remember it more. Oh, you, you remember it more, surely. It's,
2: yeah. Come on, yeah. Come on, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Come on, play B game, B game. Come yeah, on, but, yeah, ball. but yeah, but the next, the Netflix one was
1: fucking rubbish. Trash, absolute trash. Yeah, it was garbage. Just
2: bland, bland. Yeah, that's um, it. At least, at least it's uh, it's got some some talking points. Um, speaking of talking points, I've got a little show and tell for you, and it is related to. Uh, oh, I have more.
1: I have more, but you go first. This
2: this week's episode. Do I go. recently got a copy of Legion. Oh, William Peter Blatty's sequel to his yes. Exorcist novel, and this is the plot of exorcist
1: 3 yes i was about yeah. to say that's what it was about it was going to be called legion um mm-hmm. that's really cool i didn't i had no idea i knew the name i knew the book bu- the book was called legion. i didn't know he wrote the third one there you go well, not not so, wrote the third one he wrote yeah more, yeah, yeah he more, wrote you know he wrote i, I, a I had no idea his, about that
2: yeah he wrote a sequel to his novel no i only found out the other day and i was like oh probably should read because it wasn't that long ago that i read his ex, I read the novel mm. of The Exorcist, um, which was very, very good, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and I was just, yeah, it cropped up on something the other day, and I thought, oh, I didn't know there was this, there'd been a sequel to that, I mm. should have a look for it. And as luck would have it, there was uh, a copy for pennies on eBay about to end, the auction was like about yeah. to end, so. I just I managed to swoop in and snap it up for like yeah, nothing basically.
1: It looks Doesn't like a sense. what you just showed um to the audio listeners. What the, the book you just showed is, is there a date on it when it was published because that book itself it looks lo- quite like an old one.
2: Yeah, it does look like a an OG. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head when it came out. 1984. I mean 1984. I think it was eighty three that it actually came out. So exorcist continental edition first issued in Fontana paperbacks in nineteen eighty four. But yeah, Yeah. I think the actual original publication's eighty three.
1: Uh, nineteen eighty three was first published. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So you've, I.
2: It's really good condition. Yeah, you
1: could say it's an original.
2: I mean, as close as yeah. Yeah,
1: that's really cool. That's certainly a better
2: condition, as uh, better condition than the copy of The Exorcist I got. So yeah, that's good. I look forward to reading that soon.
1: You and you, uh, jump back and forth, but you because I want to talk about the franchise as well. You, Mm -hmm. we talked ages ago. You had seen number three, right?
2: I haven't seen any of the
1: series. (sighs) Ah. Okay. Not in full. Not in full.
2: I I believe I've seen bits of the second one but like yeah. not but years ago and not enough to to really comment on it so okay. for all intents and purposes yeah i've not i've not seen i've seen the exorcist the original yes a couple of times you know a few times i've seen repossessed the spoof oh with, uh, yeah <laughs> leslie yeah, nielsen yeah 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 linda blair yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah for uh i've seen that a couple of times as well yeah uh, but yeah none of the actual legit sequels
1: okay well i actually also have a little before we get into uh today's episode big episode today um i have a little show and tell because it was one's um full rotation round the, su- the sun does the earth go around the sun the earth doesn't go around the sun yes not to tougher ways around and um, celebrated it last week yes,
0: and um, happy returns.
1: thank you very much had a few nice gifts including the lovely poster which is there framed also, uh, there is one gift which will be shown next week, specifically yes. for next week's episode. I need to keep that one behind. That one's a that one's a treat. They also got this bad boy, another Necker figure for my collection. Um yeah, Halloween two, Halloween one is really hard to get. The, re- the I I don't even know if there was actually one released. I need to do a lot more research into it. Too. But Halloween two, um. <laughs> I got to show you one specific thing that comes with this. Because obviously NECA figures, you get the figure and you get the accessories, maybe one or two changes of heads, uh, maybe different hands. I'm trying to remember where... You you know Halloween 2? You've seen Halloween 2 in the hospital? Hmm. Where did he get bleach tips from?
2: (laughs) 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 That's, um, That's the guy, Fieri. Yeah. Variant. It Was in Flavor Town, <laughs> It Was in Flavor Town. <laughs> that was that was that was a deleted scene when he he, he made a pit stop in I
1: Flavortown. it'll probably be big reflections on the screen. But uh, I, was, I was too bad. We got the bleeding bad. eyes, and then we got the guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, hands and...
2: it does look a little bit like a new metal singer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I I can't even. But I can't place it. Um, I can't remember. I and can't I can't remember. figure out why they would put it in. It's no. baffling. I,
2: the thing is, I, I, naked figures are great. I really mm. like them. I've got a couple of myself, and there's you know, a wish list a, a mile long of one's want. One. Mm. But I take it you're like, you want to keep them in the box, yeah?
1: I do indeed. So...
2: Which which is fine, and I and I keep mine in, in box, um, but then it kind of negates, like, having all these extra accessories as well.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I,
2: even I if I was to take them out of the box, because I've got a couple of, like, collectible figures that are unboxed, and they've come with the accessories, and then I'm just like, what do you do with the accessories? Because this is the version yes, I want to put together. exactly. It's on the shelf. But now I have like a bunch of random spare hands and a machete or whatever it might be, and it's like, what what do I do with these?
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: that is the exact problem with buying figures like that. I have a few video game figures like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that come with, like you said, uh, it was one um a Raiden from uh, Metal Gear Rising, Metal Gear Solid game. Um, it's it's got a katana, but it's got different. It's got little daggers that you can attach or different hands, and I've got, yeah. I think I've got an old phone mobile phone box that they the phones come in and yeah, it's just yeah. got random just yeah like you said hours. random I, I but i can't get rid of them but i want the figure out i prefer yeah. i really prefer like these ones I'll keep in the box because i like the box presentation they the spines yeah. are nice you know when you line them up yeah uh, they're nice collectibles side by side um but there are ones like the one i'll show next week that is just the figure think That will come out the box probably, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. As far as the, the Texas chainsaw one that I've got here as well, the like the, the attachments are a chainsaw, another head, the uh, his evening, evening uh, wear head, yes. Yeah. Uh, a cleaver, a knife, a formal face, a formal face, yes. <laughs> a cleaver, a knife, the mallet, and a meat hook. So he can't how can he possibly hold all these tools
2: i mean it's quite yeah it's quite the array i mean i suppose the meat hook doesn't get carried around it's it's up but
1: well they i guess a lot of these could also be used for um like for instance this one the, the detection chainsaw one for people that do dioramas yeah yeah you, yeah. you, you could build uh you could make, make the set hang the meat hook make a table have the cleaver stuck in yeah you, yeah, you could yeah, do a nice little but when you do get the other heads like, how many how many michael myers heads have i got here i got three michael myers heads
0: mm-hmm.
1: one new metal one goth crying blood and one normal one and i got three three hands three spare hands not four yeah that's um, odd
2: yeah i mean what are the what are the spare hands doing because
1: um one's, got... one's open to Hold a knife and then what I don't know the the other two are just like fists, so like a. It's, hole. Not like I
2: was saying, it's not like Michael's got a huge range of accessories in terms of weapons it's it's just no. the knife, usually isn't it, so
1: yeah, but yeah, they're were uh, they're nice, um the collection's growing of the classic Slashers. even if it's Halloween <laughs> too, it's still I finally got a myers, you yeah. got I got pinhead, myers, Leatherface freddie from part three my favorite one and uh jason from the got, friday the 13th jason. yes it's the one it's the yeah. original from the friday the 13th video game so he's the purple oh the
2: purple yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 the purple yeah. Nice one yeah, yeah that's cool so,
1: i like that one so yeah coming together the squad is coming together um but yeah it was a good good birthday um didn't do anything because that's what you kind of do when you're 30 i enjoyed doing nothing
2: yeah (laughs) well, there's there's a lot to be said for that so i think yeah as you get older and busier i think it's there's a lot to be said for just for being able to do nothing
1: yeah (laughs) a day away from the world away from anything just i enjoyed cleaning and getting things done yeah you know, it, it was good. Yeah, that's you know when you're getting old. It was good, <laughs> and, I made a, and I made a ball of cheesecake, so... <laughs> it was a Lotus Biscoff cheesecake, and it was good. Mm-hmm. I'll send you some pictures in a bit.
2: Now, um, no, about, I don't want pictures of it. That's, 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 what's good is a picture of a cheesecake. That's just...
0: Well, it is what you could have had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> that's just mean. Yeah,
0: well...
1: But I'll... I I'll mean, s- fine i'll send you the cheesecake and it will just be a puddle by the time it gets there
2: i mean just just leave it at you've had a cheesecake that's great tom i'm glad you enjoyed
1: it just for this i'm gonna send you a picture in a bit don't okay. worry okay <laughs> and you will appreciate okay. it <laughs> um that yeah i mean for, for our our usual shtick of uh little show and tell what's been cracking that that's kind of it for myself um, yeah that's
2: that's it for me i think
1: right yeah there we should probably yeah. talk about uh today's seminal 1973 uh i mean if not to me but probably to most scariest film of all time or best horror of all time the exorcist
2: yeah the um, OG original yeah brand. i <laughs>
1: Was this in your top five? I
2: couldn't remember. Best assist. No, it wasn't. And I'm glad you brought that up because it was one of the first things I was going to say is I don't know why this wasn't in my top five. Mm. I I don't. But I think I did say at the time, like, ask me on a different day and the films will change.
1: Of course. Yeah.
2: And I think it's probably because it had been such a long time since I'd because it's not, I love it. Mm. I'll just get that out there now. Like this is getting a thumbs up from me. Oh, without sure doubt, without doubt, anyway. yeah, without doubt, it's um,
1: a it's a it's a perfect horror film.
2: But it's opinion. such a long time since I've not. But I I can't say I've seen it a lot. I think I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen it. Yeah, and I think the agreed. last time I saw it was oh, easily over ten years ago, if mm-hmm. not longer. Mm-hmm. Like it's a long, long time since I watched it. Yeah. Um. So it probably, which is probably why at the time when it was like, oh, do you top five? It didn't, like, it, it was considered, but I maybe thought, eh, I've not seen it in such a long time. But yeah, watching it again for the for for the pod last night, and I was like, why? And it was, what as it was about halfway through, I was like, why did I not mention this my top five? Like, really, why did I not? Because mm. it's brilliant. It is. But, yeah. it's just it it was the it was that that was the reason i guess it was just the the length of time that it'd been since i last watched it i just needed that reminder
1: i think that's fair i mean do you remember at all last year uh it was probably close to around this time relating to the Dreadcast itself i just started doing uh running down my top 50 horror films Mm -hmm. uh on like social media and we never talked about in the pod but i was just doing social media like a daily post thing.
0: And mm-hmm. I, I, was and thinking you... about that
1: today, and I, and I put, I put The Exorcist at number fourteen, and upon quote unquote rewatching, which I'll explain in a minute, which I wanted, which is what I told, talked to you about the other day.
2: You did. I'm uh, curious. Quote unquote
1: rewatching and really doing my research and getting myself back up to scratch with the film itself, it really made me ponder that fourteen was too low. I wouldn't put yeah. it in my top five, but it would be really close. I mean, above the Exorcist I had Scream One, Ringu, Alien, The Thing, Evil Dead Two, Day of the Dead, Blair Witch and The Shining. And now I mean it's not they're a all, bad They're yeah. all quality
2: films, yeah. There's nothing there's nothing in there really where I'm I'm thinking you were a madman. You know, they're all decent they're all decent shouts.
1: Yeah. Um so a lot of them could be in theory, combined to maybe they could all be number tens. They could be so. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. just sounds low. Um. So yeah, as I said about as far as how I watched it for the pod, you said you watched it last last night. Mm-hmm. I watched it yesterday and today. I watched it, but I watched it with Freakins commentary.
2: I well, wondered if that was what you what it was going to be when you said
1: absolutely fascinating.
2: Yeah, I'll bet. other
1: than other than the fact he's, I hate saying this, rest in peace, freaking. This is the second time this podcast has unfortunately killed a director. It's cursed. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, freaking. Did sound a bit like Trump. I could not get it out of my head.
2: Oh really? Uh, <laughs> I can't say I've ever really heard him talk at length. So that's but, unfortunate. <laughs> it's by the by,
1: by the by, the the, guy, the the man was is fascinating in in all mm-hmm. of his knowledge and all of his stories behind the scenes of the film. And I thought that would be a much more interesting way because I think I did watch it a few months back. I remember catching it on TV and thinking, oh, I'm going to keep watching this. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really need to sit and watch this fully again. I know, I know the plot hot, hot, off by heart. Yeah. I know what happens. I know all the big things. I want I want a bit more in-depth. And who better, yeah, that's who better fair than enough. freaking? You know,
2: who better? That's fair enough. I, I wondered if that's what it was. And I, <laughs> I was tempted... I was tempted to do something similar, mm. um, not necessarily well, not not watching with the commentary because, like I said, it'd be, it was a long time since I'd seen it, so I wanted to watch the movie proper. Yeah. But the special edition Blu Ray that I've got's got a bunch of, um, you know, featurettes and documentaries and things like that, and I wanted to watch a couple of those as well, but it was just too late by the time yeah. I'd finished watching the movie because I watched the director's extended cut.
1: That was um, my next question. Which one did yeah. you what? Did, Is this, so I did. um, when you say direct, is it the re release?
2: Um, it's because the yeah, re release has version, is it?
1: The re release has, for instance, the uh, subliminal images of Pazuzu. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that one. Yeah, it's yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I mean, uh, i'm trying to find it and i've just i've just this is how fast my brain's working today i just search blu-ray and just expect to google to guess which one i'm looking
1: (laughs) for i'm i'm completely aware of the blu-ray i feel like you're talking about because it does have a lot of content in it
2: yeah it's it's not obviously not the new new one that's about the 40th anniversary one the 50th one coming out this
1: this autumn yeah
2: um it's not that and it's not it's not the forty. is it the 40th it might be the 40th actually it might be a 40th but i'm not recognizing that i'll have to look and get back to you yeah, um, sure, but sure. yeah it was it was that it was that um so the di- the extended director's cut um was the name of the edition on there mm. um and yeah it's got all it's got those extra uh i think it's only like 11 minutes of film i don't think it's a huge amount it adds the spider walk back in and then i think it's the one most of the other stuff is um i've did i'll just sort of there's a a little bit of an extended scene Mm. with reagan getting checked out at the doctors um a little bit more conversational stuff with keris talking to people or um Chris talking to people. I, yeah. don't, I don't think there's much more. I think apart from the spider walk, there's not much more Reagan possession stuff added in there. But yeah, there's a couple of little extra flashes of Pazuzu, um, yeah. which was good because I that was one thing. As I was watching it, I, I thought I knew where all all of them were because I think there's only a couple,
1: uh, two or three, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, in yeah. the in the theatrical cut. Yeah. So when I when I got to like four. I was like okay there's definitely more been added in in this version because it was the first time watching that extended cut. Um, well there was sure, one so. one
1: in the original trailer in the usual trailer they had to uh either completely ban redo or they just didn't show it for long enough because the original trailer was really quick flashing images which it mm-hmm. could could cause uh seizures like epilepsy like I, I've really, just watched it really bad yeah, it was it was really uh, striking, and in there there is a shot of the same yeah. Pazuzu head. Um, but, but before we get so, there's a few scenes you just mentioned there, which I I want to talk about as well. With we, this is not a film. We need to go step by step. We we talked about that obviously. It's the fucking Exorcist. <laughs> like <laughs> if you're listening to a horror podcast and talking to you, Dean. All right, talking to you because you <laughs> you, you, you call you called yourself out and said you've never seen it. Okay you yeah you don't you don't need us to describe the plot you can watch it and enjoy yourself but for the most part this is not everything's been said about the Exorcist online for
2: decades yeah oh we're not gonna we're not gonna be breaking new ground here we just want to fanboy about it
1: but what the plot simply what is the plot
2: as a girl gets possessed in it
1: there we go, brilliant. <laughs> That's
2: pretty, that is pretty much it. Like, what, what more do you want? That's it. That was it. That was
1: all I wanted. That was all I wanted. Um, but it's so much deeper than that, Aidan. It's so um, much deeper. Mm, mm, is it? It's not the I devil. Mean, okay. It's not the devil that I will say normies would think it is. It's not. It's a demon, and potentially there's multiple demons inside of Reagan. But it's only. Presuming. And i the devil. Very good, very good, sir.
2: There's so I mean, there's just a lot of fantastically quotable lines in this film.
1: Yeah, there are. Um. Oh, and just quickly before we do get into it, briefly mentioned earlier about what you had seen, you were talking about Legion, and Nexus Three. Um, as far as the whole franchise, right? Nexus One, we're doing now. We've obviously both seen, but obviously both love. Nexus Two is not that great. Of film, it's not one of uh, James L. Jones's masterpieces. <laughs> um, is Three, very good horror film, because it's it's not. I mean, that's not really a spoiler. It's its own film that the studios then went. We've got to have an exorcism in this, so let's put it in. Yeah, you know. Then we come to the X, the prequels, or we'll say Exis Four. And I say prequels because it had oh, to be yeah. re- mo- Nearly all of the film had to be reshot. Um I believe it was called Dominion and yeah. then it was called exist the Beginning. Mm-hmm. Um and that was, <laughs> it was not good. That yeah, that totally that, that suffered from modern uh copycat exorcism films where you had ghoul with, <laughs> with <laughs> drop down <laughs> Yeah, you know, and you look back at instances in Exodus One with Reagan just laying there in a drawer, just opening. Father Caris, going, "Is <laughs> that like you, Reagan?" It's far
2: more subtle. It's <laughs> far, far more, more subtle. subtle. Everything about it is more subtle, and that's what
1: wins. Yeah. And did you say a while back you watched the show, the TV series? I did. I did. I don't. Did, I didn't finish it.
2: Mm. Well, I, it's, for whatever it's for whatever now. reason. I didn't finish watching. However, much of it there is, um, is the is the two seasons.
1: I feel I feel like it was only one. It, I mean, it's it's completely cancelled now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was I was highly recommended it by a fair few people.
2: Um, um, I I definitely enjoyed what I saw, two. but there is two series. Mm. I definitely enjoyed what I saw, but for whatever reason, I didn't finish watching it. Uh, mm. But it wasn't okay. because of the quality of it. I think. I think I'd been watching it with a friend um, while we were staying away for work, and then I changed the the project I was on changed, and you know we just sort of weren't in that. Oh, we're watching The Exorcist on Tuesday nights anymore. You know, it was it was something like that, and I just never went back and caught up with it. Uh, but I did enjoy what I saw. It yeah. was um, it did. Again, I mean, it, I I don't recall there being any callbacks to reagan's story or anything like that in mm. it um but it of itself it had a good story mm. um if from you know dredging up all memories but the protagonist uh the the, the, the titular exorcist had dealings with possession as a child whether they had been possessed or the mother had i think their mother had been possessed it was something like that Okay. And then it was like the demons come back in as they're an adult and they've got to sort of fight it again, kind of thing. Um, that might be, people might be listening to this now going, no, that was nothing. Like that. <laughs> but what I've described is a really good idea and should get made. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, instead of trying to guess or remember, half remember what it was, it was decent. And I probably will go back and watch it at some point because Mm. i remember i do remember liking very much well so had that nice creep factor that subtlety that um that it's what it's what's needed i don't want screaming jumping out you know they don't the the exorcist is terrifying i watched it last night um and stayed up a little bit longer to watch some non-horror related stuff before I went upstairs <laughs> in the dark on my own. You know what I mean? It's still, it's a very scary film, but it's it gets under your skin and it creeps you the hell out without I mean, mm. well, we talked about this before when we talked about what makes horror scary and stuff yeah. and jump scares. Don't scare me in the beyond the boo makes you jump. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, but it's that sort of subtle creeping like just sense of dread and uh, it's all it's all just a bit awful
1: it's also probably down to being very much grounded in reality to the point of it's it's happening to a little girl in a little house in a normal Mm -hmm. town even if the whole idea of possession and demons is far-fetched it's not proven like it still feels grounded it's very real yeah yeah it
2: is because all right, there's a little bit of levitating and stuff, but for the most part, she's not like you know cl- crawling up the wall, like, not like the Evil Dead where they're crawling up the wall. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely body horror stuff in there, but it's like you say, it's a lot more grounded in reality. It's and it's not it's not overly explained how it happens. I think we're led to believe and we're like she's been playing with a Ouija board. What? Well, yeah. But it's not like there's a, any sort of big boom now she's possessed moment. Like, it, it, we don't, you know, it's not like, uh, well, poltergeist, for example, where the ghosts shoot yeah. out of the TV screen, you know, we see anything like that. It's a very um, slow,
1: b- slow burn. It's very slow burn. It progresses. And
2: for, for quite a, I mean, that, that director's got it's like two, you know, two hours, 15 or 16 minutes, yeah. or something like that. And it's like fifty minutes before the word exorcist or possession yeah. is even mentioned. Yeah. Um Yeah, they're too I busy
1: think... f- focusing on what's actually wrong with Reagan before. They're they... convinced it's
2: medical. They are yeah. convinced it's medical yeah. for you know and it's 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 um it's the mother, it's Chris that sort of starts mm. to question that there might be something um more to it before anybody else does. And there isn't a huge amount. Of like overly supernatural stuff that happens. I think it's the the flipping out and the bed rocking is like the first overly supernatural moment. Yeah. Well, arguably it's the candle I think flaring in the attic when she goes into the attic.
1: The one jump scare, really. That is the mm. one, and it's not done by sound. It's done. It's it's perf- in theory performed by an animal object an item it's not yeah. done by the score or the audio it's what she the candle she's holding that yeah it's the flame just bursts out in front of her but it's it's just by the candle it's not a not part of the score that is going to scare the audience for the sake of scaring mm. the audience the um the, the thing yeah with it being grounded reality I, I saw a great comment i don't remember where i saw it uh but saying how it is that but there's one point in the film that kind of yeah you take away the possession I, Yeah, that's what it is. it's goofy it's silly it's possession it's not real we don't know yet um when her head spins 360 uh-huh. her body a human is being possessed but it's this human is still alive blood is still pumping through if the neck was to twist all the way around, you you break the neck. You're you animating a dead the, body, then basically. The, yeah, yeah. Does the human host still survive? Does does that mm. kill then the demon? Does the demon disappear and then go to another host? That was the. That's, I think I agree with that, and that's the, probably the one thing. But I think, I think you can kind of ignore that compared to the, whatever everything else that keeps it. Yeah. Grounded I mean that, I, that.
2: Yeah. I suppose it depends which. I think if you have you ever seen Supernatural? Have you ever? St- the show no no yeah no okay so the way they do possession in that is that it's a demon inhabiting a human host and if that human body has suffers some trauma that would ordinarily kill it then that when the demon vacates that body that human is dead Mm. which is when when, because it's not straight away i think it's a couple of well the, oh, there's an overarching plot about a demon, but it's a few episodes in. It may even be a series in before the boys like encounter their first possession. Yeah. Um, and for the first few times they encounter demons, like the 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 whole emphasis is on like this is an innocent person being possessed. We've got to save them, and then you jump. 15 series down the line and anybody that's possessed is getting shot, stabbed. <laughs> They've got demon killing knives. So it doesn't, they don't need to bother of with course, an exorcism. They just stab them <laughs> and that it kills the demon. But like, it doesn't matter that they're operating a meat puppet anymore. They um, got time.
1: Anybody got time for that?
2: <laughs> but just, just yeah, to go back to that point. Yeah. That in the, in that law, then they're, they're anything that, that human suffer any trauma that that human suffers while they're being possessed like does they do suffer the effects of it but the demon has the power to animate a corpse essentially so that yeah. body could be dead um whereas obviously yeah in this there's a lot that happens to Reagan that would I mean well I mean the neck twisting alone would kill her and it does yeah she survives yeah. it it's not a uh... so but
1: it's a very it's, minor thing. It's it really a minor is. thing. Yeah. yeah, it does. It's a very nitpicky
2: thing. Um, it is a little bit. I mean, it's a, it's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, thinking about some of the other like trauma that she goes through, because that uh, because I mean, there's a lot that's not explained. Like where all the like by the end of the film, she's got like deep scars and gashes in her face and cuts
1: and all over, and then they just kind of clear up like <laughs> yeah well Mr. Freakin did explain the background of the scars okay uh which again uh, there were so many fascinating points mm-hmm. that he was saying and he was saying that how obviously Dick Smith was the special effects artist on this well, the legendary Dick Smith who I don't think gets as much recognition as most people would give like say Tom Savini Tom Savini is the popular legendary special effects artist but Dick Smith really is a legendary special effects artist. Um, and he came up with a few different, you know, iterations of what Reagan's going to look like possessed. And they all look too, shall we say, monstrous, too demonic. I mean, yeah, there's a demon there, but too demonic, what you might think is a demon. Like, let's say Ash from Evil Dead where his face is all, you know, yeah, d- demon-like. So it went with a subtlety. With the scars and apparently the scars are meant to be it's, it's an implication that she has caused that herself with the crucifix yeah, okay. she scarred herself with the crucifix and over time the scars have you know was gangrene they've been infected which yeah. is infected the skin everything's starting to rot like it just really disgusting in her face but then like you said it must be a case of once demon's gone uh some magical owl, or magic yeah, like in there, just restore it, yeah. restores everything back to mm. but um, yeah, I always loved that that he 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 didn't just pawn it off to say, Yeah, there's a demon in there, so the demon did it, her face just started to crack and it's like no it, there there was a reason she was possessed, she was doing this mad sadistic shit with the crucifix, which. Yeah the crucifix itself i believe is noted to be planted in there it wasn't originally in her room i think
2: no no um there's there's definitely a scene isn't there where chris finds it under mm. the pillow she notices it under the pillow and she she asks the housekeeper and uh yeah um uh, the housekeeper and it's her assistant sharon I, I it's the the other the young lady that's knocking about the house. Cause there's the elderly couple that like the house, the married German yeah. couple that the, the maid and the, uh, the butler. And then there's a younger lady. I think she's called Sharon. Um, and she's like a PA I think is her role. She, ha- she confronts her about it. Now in the book, they have a, an actual argument and I think it is Sharon that's done it. Um, and they have like quite a big argument about like her sort of pushing her religion like on reagan or, or something like that yeah um i forget exactly what it is um but yeah in this it kind of just sort of goes away it's like who put, put this crucifix mm. in there nobody owns up to it and that's sort of the end of and then i mean she leaves it in there or she put it back in there presumably <laughs> yeah because <laughs> uh, you know obviously that gets that makes an appearance again later on um yeah it
1: does indeed
2: I mean, it's going back to sort of the look of Reagan possessed and stuff. It's a it's a good progression. We do get a good progression of her, bef- you know, from um, being this you know perfectly normal, happy child, um, and then there's a scene where she's getting, or um, one of the scenes where she's she's in the doctors and she's looking really gone, really grey skinned. And then we get the sort of like a little bit of the lips cracking, and I think I don't think it's made a big enough. It's kind of a throwaway line or a throwaway moment that she's not eating, she's not eating or drinking, so she's on a drip. Um, in the book, it's it's a little bit more explicit, but I think it's easy to miss in the film Uh, that she's essentially dying, she's starving to death, and it's a huge thing in the book that she's like. She has. She's refusing to eat, and she's on a drip, and they're keeping her alive uh, in a in a, a very real sense, because the demon is essentially just letting her waste away to to nothing, to die. Um, so I think that does explain where some of the, like the lip cracking and stuff comes from, is because she's not actually physically taking in any any fluid while she's she's.
1: Uh, yeah, that stuff really goes well with the subtle makeup rather than mm. doing her face up like if she was transforming mm. into a demon rather than be possessed the subtlety of that like lips and crack scar is so much so much more impactful than mm. if she was transforming into a demon yeah really
2: yeah is. and I th- we see i think we see it again a little bit later on where the um where they go into a room um while she's asleep and the the letters the lettering appears on a stomach yeah. Help me and you can see how i think you can see how skinny she is there like I, i'm guessing it's a it's a prosthetic well, it is a prosthetic yes body, <laughs> chest or whatever. but you can you can see the ribs and everything um you know quite pronounced and i think you, you get an inkling of it there but i don't think it's in explicitly said in the film that she's yeah she's being starved she's she's you know very incredibly malnourished
1: mm.
2: um but yeah it's a good look and Iconic, and it is, it, and it is. terrifying. Like she looks horrible, um, and and I think Possessed Reagan is still one of those like horror images that I will like get a little mm. that will give me a little. St- if I'm flicking through a magazine or a book or something, and I turn a page and like you've got Possessed Reagan with the, the white eyeballs. full. It's always like a big yeah. full face shot as well that they use.
1: would you say with the white eyeballs as well um because that's 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 a that's a headshot when she's levitating and there's a close-up of her with the white eyeballs
2: i don't think the white eyes are as scary as the yellow eyes yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah um but i think it's uh it's uh, it may maybe not now but there's an old episode of mtv cribs with rob zombie and he's got a Reagan, like, full-size possessed Reagan dummy that stands in the bathroom facing, like, the like his downstairs toilet. You
1: just <laughs> so... <laughs> know he gets Sherry Moon to dress up in that every now and then, doesn't he?
2: <laughs> but I just... It's one of those things that there's, I, there's no way on earth that I could sit there comfortably on that throne doing my thing with that Reagan dummy, like, <laughs> a foot from my face. It's just... It would no, clean. Thanks. It would
1: clean you out quickly. <laughs> it would really help. Uh, I think the thing with her being that iconic, terrifying look goes hand in hand with the lighting and how flat the film is shot. It, mm. It's it's because of Freaking coming from a, dire- a director, a, being a director from a documentary background, similar to the way T- TCM is shot. Very flat lighting. Very. Um, Kind of like TV movie film, not very hot, not like what we when we watched the remake, the uh, remake, huh, may as well be The Exodus Believer. So Hollywood the way it was shot, the way it was lit, everything about it. And you look at this very steady camera shots, maybe a few pans, a few dollies. You've got a camera operator that follows them up the stairs in one shot, it's really beautifully done. But there's not, there's no harsh lighting apart from like some of the end scenes in the dark room. And you you place that image of Reagan looking as jacked up as she is in just the middle of the day, room like this, light on. It's more terrifying than say at night, and oh, creepy. That yes. work, that only works for certain cases, like Michael Myers's face in Halloween one appearing just behind jamie lee curtis in the closet you know you see his head just oh yeah things like that work but sometimes these things are scarier when it's just lit normally
2: but daytime as well i I thought you were going to talk about the point the moments in halloween where you see michael during the day where he's just stood like
1: well that's michael yeah of course yeah uh, yeah yeah but
2: but the the fact that we do see her like those scenes with with keris when he's um, when he first he first comes and visits, and then he he obviously comes back at a later date with a tape recorder. Yeah, and you have the scene with the with the drawer opening and.
1: Yeah, um, the drawer. It's so and simple. And it's just,
2: it is, presumably daytime. There's no we, mm. we know there's no indication that it's nighttime. He just come around and he's like, right, you know, I need to collect some evidence to present this case as a as a genuine need for an exorcism. So I'm gonna set up a tape recorder or or, or whatever and. Yeah, he's just, he's in there middle of the day and she's like, yeah, fully possessed and it's horrible. It's Round, really creepy.
1: Rounded in reality. Yeah. Like, that, I mean, that's good. That phrase is going to get used a lot. It's probably going to get overplayed <laughs> big time. But it is that, that sort of shot is a perfect example of the camera. It barely moves. There's no score. There's no, dr- there's no, dreading music like it's building up to something there's, no, yeah, just, no, we, there's and just like, yeah it's like did you do that really reagan like nothing did you do yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah i mean think back to the the films that came later like the modern horror films of the exorcism of i think it's like emily rose or the conjuring films i use them as an example any sort of possession films like that it's normally a heavy score loud loud impactful Big jump scare, scary-looking ghoul thing, and this is some poor little girl laid in her bed with a horrific demon inside that's just—and like you said earlier—slowly eating away at her. Slowly, mm. it's—it takes its time, really does. Yeah,
2: it does. Like I said, it's—you it, know—it's almost an hour in before we even get a mention of possession um and it it's in a medical sense that that she's um some, somnambulist possession I think they call it uh it's essentially sleepwalking or, or whatever um yeah and then i think it's it's shortly after that that they mention the sort of exorcism in the spiritual sense um but yeah they, i mean it's it it's very slow. It's a very slow movie, and normally that'd be a criticism that like the pacing's weird and off. But just the way it works really well for this is it's very slow build up, and there's a lot of just talking. Even when we've not seen any, uh, we've not seen Reagan do anything too outrageous. There's hints that she's becoming more aggressive, and she's swearing at the doctors and um, things like that. But we've not seen anything like you know out and out terrifying yet. Yeah. Um And then there's a lot of sort of conversation about her and, you know, conversations with doctors and I think it's this and I think it's that and, she, you know, she's just sick. And, mm. and then you just get these big, like, outbursts of something horrific happening. In that then, room. Mm. In that room. And then it slows right down again.
1: Yeah. So the yeah.
2: first, we get that first, um, uh, yeah, big. The, I think the first big outburst is where it's the, the head rotation. Should, you hear the screaming. It's just that just after they find the crucifix and she's confronting everybody around it about it. And uh, is it Sergeant, the, the policeman? Kinderman? Is Kinderman, yeah. yeah. Um, he He's come to call and there's a scream from upstairs and they go in and we've got stuff flying, the windows flapping, there's stuff flying around the room. And we and that's when we get um the is that the head twist? Do we get the head twist at that point? No, we get lick we get, lick we get lick me. The, lick me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the uh the Burke the line from Burke as well. You know what she did? Your thing daughter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: And th- and then we get that, and that was and you know there's f- uh, say a furniture flying around, and that's a definite big like wow, this is not medical, this is like something definitely more than that. And
1: then he goes really quiet again. I'm. It's really um, cool that you're you've you've said this. Like you you say like oh yeah, oh well, this happens and it goes really quiet. I'm gonna keep referring back to it because I what I watch. It's exactly what Freakin was intending to do. He says. Mm. He says he wanted the the contrast of going from an impactful, loud scene to instantly we, we cut it and we go to something a bit more meaningful, something a bit more deep, uh yeah. script heavy conversation. And then we build them back up again and then we drop it again. And then we build like, it's a, it's a fan. I guess, I guess again, that's uh coming from a documentary. I, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that would be a really good reason for it, but it works. It works. And, there isn't a heavy score going behind it. No, the, the, no. The scene, the scene you said about um, all the the shit in that room going flying as well. Mm-hmm. Like they, that's all. Like the fact that's all real. Like they just they just
0: destroyed <laughs> yeah. that room
1: with so many different items. And is that the same? Is that the same scene where Ellen Burstyn gets dragged or thrown across the room? Like she um, she gets f- launched, and yeah, the, she gets
2: smacked, doesn't she? on the um, behind
1: the scenes that the sfx guy was told by freaking to let like he said uh, let her have it and he was like well, well well i did and i just yanked her across the room yeah and there's a lot of stories
2: about the filming of this and it's hot like it, it was a rough yeah. ride i mean linda Blair oh, freaking, was nearly freaking's paralyzed. crazy yeah
1: freaking's <laughs> crazy like he used to have guns on sets and stuff like he was a crazy guy
2: yeah, um, yeah, what well, was I gonna say? So we've got, um, yeah, so th- we do, we get these these huge, like, bombastic moments and then th- these quiet moments. And it does, it really keeps you on edge. But you, but all the action does take place in that one room. Yeah. Um, it's not like, uh, the Ormond, for example, where, although it kind of feels a little bit like the Omen, maybe it's just the subject matter. Mm.
1: Um,
2: but we have like obviously we have people meeting like deaths and in various different exotic locales and and things happen. But everything in The Exorcist takes place in in Reagan's room, and it's you've I, I definitely found myself when I first watched it. Um, it it's like you're looking forward to what uh, next time that door opens. What we're gonna see? Yeah. She's gonna be in you know more of a, a a gruesome state something else what are we in for gonna happen. now well yeah. yeah exactly like waiting to see sort of what what the next level is sort of thing because i think those scenes because it does it sort of escalate as well every time yeah every time we do go in there it's a big moment and it's it's a bigger moment and then a bigger moment and then um obviously the end is is an extended you know the exorcist uh, the exorcism itself um yeah no it's it is you are waiting to see what happens every time they and i think it's shot like that there's a lot of shots sort of looking at the bedroom door yeah yeah um
1: and even in her room it's just a lot of shots of just her on the bed just mm. very static shots You, oh no! Where it's got it's, uh, it's flying away. This four, that was it. You were saying about obviously how you know we we go to the big climactic bedroom scenes and then we bring it back down again. And a lot of those those more tame scenes with and Burston trying to consult doctors, Father caris and mm-hmm. who, God knows who about just help, just help. Me, help my daughter helps find out what's going on and no one can throughout the whole uh film very uh it reminded me a lot of the sort of trauma you, you get in uh babadook whereas yeah oh, it's right, yeah. it's got the evil entity but really it's the shit the mum is going through you can think about it in this with ellen burston's character is ellen burston's claire claire is it claire Chris Chris I don't know not like it thinking Claire Chris, Chris what Christine she th- think about it like yeah Reagan's going through some shit but also thinking about it what Chris McNeil was going through as herself oh yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. just her there's there's no there's no dad around there's no other kids it's just her it's gotta be just and the fact that no one is giving her an answer no, no one is that's giving it. an answer. and she's that's just it. watching her daughter Go through whatever the hell this is. I mean, mm-hmm. the trauma itself is. I don't know if that's uh when you get older in age, like us old farts, um, you start to appreciate appreciate in a bad way that that like yeah, the going through that trauma. I don't think I would I, I would have clocked that as a younger, a Tom Jr. No, a Junior. I think, I no, I would have thought, oh, she's always crying. She's always nagging. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But no, no, that's it. I think when you, I think when you watch it, yeah, i would not considered that. But I think you're right. I think watching it, thinking back to when I watched it, because I first watched it, I was about fifteen-ish, fourteen. I was about 15. to say, when did
1: you first see this? Yeah, yeah,
2: I was, I was going to ask you as well. Actually, a friend of mine lent lent it to me. Um, mm. He had a VHS copy, but it wasn't. A, it was like taped off TV. Oh, lovely!
1: Got to skip yeah, through the was, adverts.
2: So, I don't, re- I don't recall there being adverts on it but it was a vhs copy but like a copied so maybe it was a copy of a legit copy i don't know how people used to do it back in the day but um it was i know it wasn't like a branded vhs copy of it it was just a you know scotch tape or whatever yeah um but yeah i don't but i watched it so i watched it um and i was i was like apprehensive going into it as well because i think the, the reputation of The Exorcist definitely precedes it. So I'd heard about it, and he's like, oh, I've got a copy of it, I'll lend it you. And I was like, oh, I'm in for like, th- this is going to be bad. Yeah. Um. And I watched it, and I think I watched it like every day for a week <laughs> after, <laughs> after after that initial view. And I was like, actually, this is brilliant. I'm going to watch it a lot before I've got to give it him back. So, um. but yeah, I think when you when you watch it, you are it is more about Reagan and yeah. Reagan's. You're more focused on Reagan. Completely, um, yeah. And but yeah, like you say, watching it the other night, yeah, it you you realise or I'd appreciate that there's a lot more of Chris's story in there as well, which is equally important and it is, it's yeah. what she's going through. Um it's doesn't matter how old how old
1: she is or if she's a parent, she's still a human being. She's still on her own trying to go through this shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Take out the possession element and and make her make Reagan ill. You know, if she was oh, like, cool. if it did turn out to be some sort of brain tumor or or you know a terminal illness of some some kind, and you've still got like a compelling drama about a, a mother like as uh, and a helplessness of yeah. uh, you know uh, about the situation with with a little girl with her daughter like you say, the father's absent. Um, the, the parents are separated, but you know, we have that scene earlier on where she's berating him on the phone for not getting in touch with Reagan on her birthday and stuff like that. So the father is very absent. Like he's, he's away. I don't, is he, cause Chris, Chris McNeil's a movie star, right? That's, that's,
1: yeah, That's a little mini subplot that we get at the beginning just to sort of give her character a little bit of background that they're in green, uh, Greenstown? Georgetown? Georgetown, Greenstown. Georgetown, uh, where they actually shot the film, you know, where when films were shot in location they actually shot it in Georgetown they were like, we're doing it there, and she her character is shooting a film um, there, which coincidentally the director gets kind of involved in the possession story because he gets killed, and the way he gets killed is related to the possession um, but yeah, that we only get a bit of that at the beginning really, just to give her character a bit of fleshed out with the background but that's all she's there for and then that kind of gets pushed aside for reagan's story that she's
2: um oh yeah as it would i mean yeah she's uh she's there but but it's mentioned that the father's in europe um and i can't remember if he's also an actor and he's shooting a movie out there or something i don't i I, I can't remember what i mean i don't suppose it's it's not hugely relevant it's not important no um but I I just can't remember if we're we're told or not. Um, But yeah, the fact fact that is, just as a little aside, the fact that she is a movie star just adds a little bit of fuel to Kinderman's fire, who has this odd little foible of inviting everybody he meets, well, priests. He likes to invite priests to the movies, (laughs) <laughs> don't yeah, know. yeah it's a very odd <laughs> little quirk about the character <laughs> but it's something i guess like i mean you know the guy likes movies and i uh, can't criticize he wants to share his love of movies with other people but it's but, and it's it might just be for geographical reasons that he comes al- he happens to come across a lot of priests and he invites all those priests to the movies.
1: That's the final <laughs> scene,
2: right? Isn't it the, the final... final... It's earlier with Kerris. when yeah. he first meets Kerris and he's going to talk to him because there's, there's another little subplot. Um, obviously, Kinderman is investigating Burke's death, mm. but he's also been investigating um, this spate of um, satanic desecration um, yes,
1: in the church. Yeah, in the
2: church, we get we, there's one scene of the the Virgin Mary statue being uh, desecrated. Uh, again, I think I think in the book there's a little bit more about it, although it is still a, very much a subplot. Um, and he, yeah, he goes to confront Karis to ask him about witchcraft and uh, devil worship and that kind of thing. Uh, but then at the end of that conversation, he's like. I've got two tickets to the movies. Do you wanna come with me? And it and Karis just... is like No, this is weird. It's a little bit weird, yeah. <laughs> you come to talk to me about a murder investigation and now it's like, shall we go to the movies? And then yeah, at the end with Father Dyer, I think the character's called.
1: Um he's it's like his jacket <laughs> is just filled with tickets and every now and then <laughs> it's like Two tickets. <laughs> I mean, he's the, again, I'm kind of curious
2: as well about it, to be honest, because he does say like, I, I get passes. Well, why? Why do you? Why, get passes? Yeah, what, Why? Yeah. Why? Well, what, what, what? Is this a police perk? What?
1: Because some of the police going officer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he's he's adamant about making friends with priests by taking them to the movies, and if they decline the movies, it's lunch. Because I think that's what he says to Dyer he's like oh well have you eaten lunch then <laughs> he's like you, you we're going spend to do time. something yeah we're <laughs> going to do something
1: no matter what we you know even if i have to follow you around we're going to spend time together
2: <laughs> and then he, he does have that cheesy little oh shucks moment when he goes to interview chris about burke's death and asks for a an autograph for his daughter yeah. and then goes
1: it's, I oh, it's for me
2: it's for me <laughs>
1: yeah he's i never really considered that he is uh he has not character development but he has a lot of character to his character
2: it's it's an odd little it's a very strange little character and it's in the book all that's another thing to say about the the if you've not read the book of the exorcist the film is an incredibly close adaptation and i believe that Blatty was the screenwriter of the movie.
1: He was, and freaking did change a, fe- a few bits, but it's—I um, think for the most part, it's—it's uh, it's certainly not Stephen King, Stanley Kubrick uh, situation with The Shining. No, guys, no, it's—it's sure.
2: um, it's very. I mean, there's a, even like things that don't really go anywhere and aren't um, aren't big plot elements are still kept in there. The whole um, Burke. Antagonising the housekeeper uh, Carl seeing call him a Nazi and and fighting him. Yeah. Um, th- and things like that. Uh and this yeah, and the little sort of witchcrafty subplot as well. Um
1: You have the books. They're big. In there. Is it a big book?
2: No, um I think I think my copy's just here. So it's it's only Oh, uh, okay. You know, yeah, okay, okay, three hundred, just over 300 pages, three three hundred and twenty ag- pages. yeah, it's not not huge. um once again, nothing like it. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, it does, like I say, I'm sure there are a few changes here and there, but but it, it's very close in that it does keep in a lot of these odd little things, and that whole, yeah, going back to to the odd little foible of uh, Kinderman's character being a, a film buff. And pestering yeah. every priest he meets to go on a movie date with him.
0: <laughs>
2: he's,
1: he's in there. F- freaking said that like he thought he was the inspiration for Columbo. <laughs> they thought... He thinks they copied Kinnaman for Colum- Columbo. I, he's kind of... I mean, he's kind of
2: got that sort of... Oh, just, shucks. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the, just one more thing is just one more thing. pictures?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. This is definitely the the episode of, yeah, but remember it's grounded in, it's so grounded in reality like I said, <laughs> and when, when you were talking about uh, when you first watched it uh, you said like, oh it's been given all you know, this praise, like, oh my god it's like the scariest film ever scary. Mm-hmm. we've definitely talked about that sort of situation before where like if you have the biggest balls ever to na- label your film the scariest film ever made most of the time it probably won't because you've labeled it like that yeah and that then gives the audience my god we're gonna see some shit we're gonna see some shit but then the i think for the most part the audience when they read the tagline that says the scariest film ever made they're probably i feel like they're expecting more gore and jump scares than say what the Exorcist is where it's a bit it's so much more of a slow burner there's a lot of trauma there's a lot of This poor girl. Demonic Mm. sides. Yeah, I I don't... I mean, I don't think people give...
2: Is it just that modern audiences... Is it just that modern audiences expect different things now? Um, Yeah, I think you showed
1: showed this to a bunch of 20-year-olds now. Tell them to put their phones down. Put them in a, a cinema with this film on the big screen i think i don't think it's going to have the same impact as if i don't know if you've seen some of the um clips of original showings where people were fainting and well that's they just that's couldn't what I take to talk it. about yeah they just that's co- what oh my talk god about. i think we're so desensitized now to half of this stuff
2: yeah i don't i mean i i don't when has that happened with more, a modern film or any time? I think
1: recently, not recently. I really think the last thing that would have done that to people would probably be Blair Witch. Blair, I, I do recall. Oh, being sorry, s- the Blair Witch Project, not the Blair Witch. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think, and I do recall there being those sorts of reports at the time. I mean, we do, maybe not so much nowadays, but there was a bit of a trend at a time to show proud audience reactions during mm. trailers with the night vision so cameras yeah yeah and you'd get a lot of people but i mean that's just jump scare stuff jump scare stuff we're talking here we're talking people like you say passing out and um yeah and their comments I mean,
1: after like, talk about oh my god when her head twisted round i just couldn't take it anymore like
2: <laughs> i mean there's things like that there's there's obvious things like that the head twisting round um but then i mean the the crucifix scene mm. is incredibly shocking yeah for 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 any audience i think for in modern certainly but certainly back in the 70s seeing something like that you know this is like a i mean she's what 14 or 12
0: mm.
2: so it's a, you know a young girl um a, you know abusing herself and with a crucifix while well, screaming blasphem, you know blasphemic phrases is it's
1: the two completely ends of the spectrum mm. it's yeah the idea of masturbation but uh, in in a catholic sense like it, with with the icon of yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: it's it, it's Mad. sacrilegious it's blasphemous it's violent uh, you yeah. know the, the, there's a lot about that um so you, I can totally see People, you know, being like inc- incredibly overwhelmed by it back, you know, back when they they first saw it, and I think, I think. Again, like you, you heard, you maybe not heard about the stories in the wider sense, but I'm pretty sure when I came home with that video, mm. from my mate, and my mum said, "Oh, what have you got there?" I was like, "Oh, it's The Exorcist." that she went, Oh, I'm not watching yeah. that again after, you know, I couldn't sleep. I, you know, the lights were on for a week after I saw that, that kind of, you know, and I think everybody of that, you know, of a certain age who, who were there when it, when it came out originally knows, will tell you stories like that or know something like that. Like when, like with Jaws as well, people like, Oh, yeah. I won't go swimming. You know, I didn't go swimming for a year after Jaws came out. And it's, it's, I don't feel like we get that with modern films anymore.
1: No, I feel we get that, uh, that, but, very differently in a different way i think it, the modern audience is now something like a midsummer or hereditary oh my god it was like and to me personally those they didn't they didn't work for me whereas the exes still does um mm. I, I i think it may be a bit of desensitization but i don't think there'd be modern horrors nowadays where there's an audience going oh my god oh my god I'm, unless they're i mean i don't i for me top five martyrs is in my top five i don't believe martyrs may even got a uk theatrical release no i don't
2: think i don't
1: think so. see martyrs doesn't
2: doesn't martyrs annoyed me quite to be quite honest
1: ah but here we go again back to what scares you in a mm. horror film it doesn't so much scare me it's the the, the concepts behind it the themes the Parts of the plot, all of it into one horrible cocktail. It's not many you like that in modern horror. Big, impactful, theatrical releases no, that no, really no. get the crowd going. You're gonna go watch that, are you? Oh my god, I I can't. Couldn't sleep after we watched yeah. that. Couldn't sleep after yeah. we watched it. Midsummer, big horror film for a modern audience, but it didn't really. I think it had that I, I, yeah, impact.
2: I liked it. I liked Midsummer, but. I think when I first watched it, I just... I think my my first comment on it when somebody asked me about it was, like, the Wicker Man does it better. Yep. And I'll I'll die on that hill. Oh, the you're, you're right. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is it's all right, but the Wicker Man's a better version. Um, yeah. Hereditary, I liked. I did like that. Um, and I've been meaning to give that another watch again recently. Because um, I think that has that same sort of subtlety going for it um and i do rec- i do remember liking it i think us had a quite a big impact on me as well as a modern as far as modern horror goes i think
1: jordan peel's films me. haven't done it for me personally
2: i mean not n- none of his other ones but i did like us mm. i thought the premise good. i mean the premise is incredibly far fetched but I yeah. think how it was done and the sort of bleakness of the ending, really, really like cemented it. That just just sort of tipped it over the edge, and I thought, yeah, this is this is good. This is one I can come back to. And I didn't didn't care for Get yeah, Out at all. I thought that was dull as dishwater. I really don't see the hype of that film.
1: No, no um, me
2: either. I, I don't get it.
1: Um, but the the Exorcist, yeah, we're fifty years on this year. I would still, again, it all goes back to what scares you in horror, I'd still put it up there as one of the scariest films. It's, one it's of definitely. And one of the best horror. Mm-hmm. But a modern audience, I don't think would get it. I think it'd be bored. No. I think no. bored, boredom would set in. And I think depends what audience uh, people in the audience. I think some people would find it funny at parts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: it <laughs> just reminds me of the Beetlejuice <laughs> Beetlejuice quote what
1: yeah I've never seen Beetlejuice
2: oh forget you've not seen it yeah uh, I've never seen
1: this.
2: it I've, I've seen The Exorcist 57 times and it keeps getting funnier every <laughs> single time I see it.
1: yeah but they probably watch Repossessed as well
0: <laughs> that's why, I like oh, I see.
1: when I try to watch Scream I try really watch to Scream. I try watch Scream half the time I just think scary movie quotes
2: yeah
1: <laughs> it's just a few things like that um but what we said about um i guess cultural impact and the impact the exes had i think the blair witch project was probably the, the last one maybe paranormal activity but then what it spawned which blair witch project didn't really spawn it was paranormal activity that spawned all the copycats all the sequels it, it
2: really let itself know, down yeah, it really let itself down, and it's it's that that I don't know whether there's a term for it, but there's like it's it's diminished the impact of the original. Yeah, completely. You know, it's tarnished the the legacy of the original by just just flogging a dead horse. I think, mm. in the very truest sense of the word, they just kept kept going with it. Mm. Like I like the mm. first couple. I think the first three maybe. Uh, You know a push Mm. but yeah they just kept going with it and then made it into something bigger and bigger and bigger and it was nah nah
1: the exes the exes had some obviously parodies and um uh not copycats uh but, but, but it was used as references in a lot of skits like Saturday Night Live Skits and then eventually like Scary Movie Two down the line the intro to that just, tell you what, Max I Max mean, Vomiting
2: si- vomiting green yeah. pea soup or whatever is it's iconic. Yeah, that that's a that's a possession trope, isn't it? Yeah. Is, um
1: Yeah, but there's there's also a few other things with the X ex- like so you got the levitators the... Levitated, <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, the, the, the 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 puking green the the head twist and then the spider walk which you mentioned right at the beginning which is only in the re-release it wasn't in the original yeah but it's a very mandela effect thing and there's not just this there's another mandela effect thing i feel like in this film where people that's i feel like that's up there of all the instances of what happens to Reagan. All the different situations i feel like the the puking green vomit and the spider walker what people may think of there was even like a fit i feel like there was a figure made of reagan like
2: yeah and it wasn't it wasn't in the theatrical release but i think you're right a lot of people mention it like all oh, the spider walk and it's like yeah, yeah if you've only seen the theatrical release you haven't seen... it's in the trailer it's in the trailer though of the original the original trailer i've just i've just remembered because i watched it was it really recording. So the spider walk is seen is in the trailer for the movie, but wasn't included in the theatrical cut. Yes,
0: yeah, but it it's is in the trailer. If
2: if that because I I'm assuming that what I watched, I was what I searched for was original exist yeah. trailer, and I think it's in the trailer. Well, it is in the trailer that I've just watched. Um, so that might be that might be where it comes from. But it, yeah, right, it wasn't in the actual cut of the film. Mm. But people um, think
1: about it. People people mm. seem to know it. Yeah. Um. The the other one I I came well I come up with I thought was a very Mandela effect would be down to the the score, the the everyone knows "Tubular Bells." Right?
2: "Tubular Bells," and it's barely in it. I was it's <laughs> once
1: it is played once in a scene where Chris is just walking down the road, just walking
2: home before That's anything's the... happened, before absolutely That's anything's it. happened.
1: It is played once. Yeah. It's not played at the beginning in the opening, I say credits or the final credits and that, as soon as you play that. Is it not in the final credits? I thought it does come in. Is at the it end. in the credits? Uh,
2: I but thought but... maybe it did. I, thought, I we'll think it does look. come in right at the end again. We'll have a look, see. But,
1: but either way, it's not. It's,
2: n- it's not as all pervasive as you might think it is. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, but I did, I did make a note of it because it still is creepy as hell, even though it's used, as you say, in a scene where nothing's going on.
1: Well like, that part of it because it as as a piece yeah. of music it really changes as it goes on
2: sure sure sure, but that part of it it does give you chills um it's it's got that same impact as uh the uh, the piece that's used in the omond I always forget what it's called um something baran
1: bananarama I, don't I, don't, I do not remember that.
2: Car- Carmina Barana or Fortuna from Car- Carmina Barana um, is the... <laughs> du, 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 du. the the big oh of bombastic. course
1: yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah. Um, yeah it's you know it's as iconic as that but yeah like you say it's not it's barely in it it's barely in it um, c- just a couple of things I'm going to say talking about the pea, uh, the pea soup the, the, the devil vomit um, could have been a lot worse because there's a lot more diarrhea in the book
1: no i didn't know
2: that there's several references to reagan loudly defecating herself at various points so we were we were spared that um (laughs) and also this scene or this film opens with archaeology again which i just had to get in
1: there yeah i think we should talk we haven't said a word about the opening uh Scenes in uh with with uh Father Karen Max uh, Maxman Sidow in mm-hmm. a in Iraq in Mosul in Iraq they shot that mm-hmm. in Iraq and that was a real dig happening. We haven't talked about this at all, so yeah, we need to I mean, we need to delve into this
2: because it's I mean, it's kind of irrelevant, isn't it?
1: It is, it is until the third act,
2: yeah. But it, it gives us—I mean, the whole thing—the whole thing about Merrin's character, Max von Sydow, who who's looked the same age forever. Uh, like, he's, yeah, he's but the make the, the
1: makeup is incredible. He looks like James um, Woods at the end. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, he. He, he he has he's he's selected to be the the lead exorcist for the the ritual that they're going, that Karis is going to perform, mm. um, because he has prior experience of it. But none of the introduction or what we've seen about Merrin has got anything to do with exorcism or possession. He's, he's no. He's on he's on a dig. <laughs> like, yeah
1: it's... it's almost like they've they've really longed out somewhat of a foreshadowing a foreboding that's that's mm. coming down the line especially the i really like the, the shot of when he does he does discover the pazuzu the little talisman like the the, the head yeah not this I little, mean, yeah, talisman. Uh, and yeah. then there's a side-by-side shot of father on the right and then the pazuzu, the main pazuzu statue like hello on the left it's it's kind of like a western standoff like mm-hmm. we'll meet again i mean that's Hello, yeah, that we'll, is what we'll it's we'll get yeah we'll get back that to is this. What it's,
2: that's what it is but that it takes it a while to get to, that. to
1: that it's a very slow mm-hmm. we're walking through the dig sites we're walking through mosul there's a lot of loud rambunctious market noise going around it's a bit manic it's more about when he finds pazuzu
2: yeah yeah um I mean, yeah, and yeah, you, know, you say you have that shot at the end with Reagan and the statue when she's silhouetted. Um, yeah, but it's, but it's not mentioned, is it? It's not. We're not. T- I don't think we're told at any point in the movie that that's a statue of Pazuzu. It's not. No, mentioned I don't believe at we any are. Point that it's Pazuzu possessing Reagan. I don't think it's. No. And that's all come sort of after the fact, and when you're talking about it, you mention the demon, and it, it, it's none of that. We're not told any of that explicitly in the movie. Um, and and in fact, like you know, as we said, when when asked if possessed, Reagan's response is, to, "I am the devil." Yeah. Actually, says, "I am the devil, not a demon. I am the devil." Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, there's several references later to there being. Uh, it's lot. There's lots of in here with us and all this. Sort yeah. of uh, Reference to there being multiple.
1: There's a party in there. There's a <laughs> demon party going on in there. <laughs> how many guys? How many? How many demons you got in there, Regan? <laughs> What's going on? Um, Your mother's
2: in here with us, Karen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The I I I like the Pazuzu statue. I like I like its head. It's it's a bit goofy. And we obviously saw it uh, a couple months back in Wishmaster. I remember we brought we it up. Uh, we did. Freaking mentioned that they had that model made and shipped all the way over to Mosul just for that scene. And apparently it was a oh, month really? late, a month late, which delayed their shooting. And then they got sent back to the studios just for that last... They, they, he was like, I, I love this model so much. Let's put it in the put it in the book. And Bladdy loved it <laughs> as well, apparently. Um but it, it's it's cool it's 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 a really nice i think it is it is actually a real historical oh yeah
2: d- like king um... king of the demons of the wind in uh ancient mesopotamian yeah. religion so there. mesopotamia um the, the biggest city state of which was a city state of ur ur which is modern day iraq it's yeah that sort of area yeah so. <clears throat> yeah it's legit for uh um as a as a a religious a religious figure a demon specifically i guess um but yeah like i say we're not told that that's what the demon is we so are
1: in, in the we are in the sequel <laughs> ah okay there is a <laughs> shot of uh james l jones on I am Pazuzu, <laughs> it, covered in cockroaches or crickets. It's, it's or maybe that's where the it's I, not good. Suppose,
2: <laughs> maybe that's where it comes from. It's it's wreck I suppose it's retconning, isn't it? Or well, yeah. we're given a name in the sequel to what it's because it, that is like you say that is a legit statue of Pazuzu. That is what Pazuzu is depicted as being. This sort of i always think like butterfly winged (laughs) i don't think they are
1: really but what it's it's back wings (laughs) yeah yeah if they are wings they look quite (laughs) small for him (laughs) isn't his genitals on show as well or is that his tail oh it's a snake it's It's a snake snake. oh he's a chimera is he uh well that
2: bit of him (laughs) is a snake
1: (laughs) that bit of poor Um, guy
2: and I suppose the, the the flashes that we get throughout the film of the face that we we also refer to as as Pazuzu, I mean, doesn't look anything like that, but is is like no. shocking if you're not ready for it.
1: Yeah, if you um, if you legit have no idea, I mean, it's shocking, but I can also imagine, and this isn't specifying audiences like when we talked about modern audiences. I think just any audience, if you're a big horror fan and you've never seen The Exit, you're watching it. what the f- did I just I mean, see this face? Just, and I think one of them is on top of, is on like uh, on top of the cooker, like it just. Yeah, yeah. It's it such a random placement for
2: it. And I don't. And is that is that just for the extended cut? Because I didn't
1: remember yeah, that one I, previously. I, it's uh, in the re-release. Yeah, so I counted.
2: I counted them off. So the first one is when um, Reagan's getting checked out. Um like one of the first medical examinations that she has. Uh, we get one there. And I think that's an extended scene. Um, the second one, which is the first legit one in the theatrical release is yeah. Keris's dream about his mother coming out of the subway.
1: Oh station. yes. Yeah.
2: So that's the, that's the first one. If you've only seen the theatrical cut. Um, the third one is Yeah. Chris coming home after, uh, as as Burke's just been found dead, as she drives past the police incident, which she later finds out is Burke de- uh, dead. The lights are flickering in the house, and then, yeah, it's the cooker hood. Yeah. There's a flash of Still the well. face on the cooker hood. Um, the next one is Reagan, atta- when, just before Reagan attacks the hypnotist, There's it's over her face. Uh, there's like a very it's very subtle very
1: brief um it's one of the few obstacles they do because obviously it's all Mm. practical effects and i i really feel i wish they hadn't done that yeah fine fine with the goofy little shots of actual pazuzu here and there but Mm -hmm. over her face i don't know about that because of the fact that her face has become like that for the most part because of herself her body actions and then suddenly why would pazuzu the demon suddenly hello and pop yeah pop out and come and back the, there is
2: there is one more and it's during the exorcist scene at the end um mm. it's just after the your mother enjoys chicken yes. in hell yeah um line very
1: good very good cover <laughs> yeah. like it like it
2: and then she called Faithless Caras, you faithless swine.
1: Um <laughs> You've <were> been practicing these.
2: <laughs> I just I, I I I love it. I was like I've got I've got my favourite line as a ringtone at on my phone at the minute. <laughs> um So it's uh, so yeah, there's another another one, another sort of little super Position over her face as over Reagan's face as well. Yeah, it's not really needed, especially like you say when she is in sort of full possession. Mode. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit extra. Um, but I only remember sort of the main two. Yeah. Um. You know, not. The, well, obviously the the re- I think the rest of them are for the extended versions. Um. But yeah, if if you're not expecting it, it is a pretty good jump scare. I I watched the first half of it with my girlfriend and she wasn't really paying attention. She was kind of in and out, getting ready for bed, drying her hair and stuff. And just as that first big one in the dream sequence flashed up, she happened to glance at the TV just as it popped.
1: Perfect timing. (laughs) Absolutely perfect timing.
2: It was brilliant. (laughs) So that really got her. (laughs) (laughs)
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you you just you just don't expect it you wouldn't anyway, it's like
2: yeah there's nothing it, it's a it's pretty obviously a dream a dream sequence he's having but because he's not directly having any sort of he's not the victim of the possession is he yeah. so yeah it does come out of nowhere um you um
1: oh sorry go on you i was just because it short. it's
2: it's it's, it's longer. It's a second or two longer, or a split second or two longer than I remember it being as well. Um,
1: what? The uh, the flashes? The appearance? Yeah.
2: Like, again, I don't know whether in the theatrical version they, they cut a frame or two out, so it really is like a blink and you miss it moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Or whether I'm just really good at spotting it, but it seems to linger a lot more. On, it seemed to linger a lot more on screen when I was watching it last night
1: okay maybe that was down to the re-release then you mentioned during that about reagan being in the hospital and i think that's a i wrote quite a bit down that's quite a good like talking point that yeah (laughs) it's pretty creepy being possessed what happens to her but my god the tests they do on her in the hospital that, that really there's a lot of that really feels like document like you're watching a documentary
2: oh yeah it, when it's they put horrible the, the i don't know what it is the an... the the needle and yeah the, yeah there's that really obvious blood spurt that comes like Yep. the length of the room horrible
1: <laughs> yeah. Ab- it, it just it's all really horrible because it's 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 again trauma of this young little girl and what she's going through and she doesn't she clearly mm. doesn't understand and there's that that machine that um i have no oh, idea what the machine is but it's it's a, a thumping sound a constant oh it's an, it's an x-ray, it, it, she's is, that an
2: x-ray is, is that what an old x is that what an old x-ray right it's okay an
1: old x-ray i had no idea but I mean the sound alone is just it's yeah, horrific,
2: it's loud obnoxious and the fact that everybody clears the room as well yeah and then watch it yeah <laughs> yeah she, she it
1: goes sounds like a pneumatic drill she goes through so much it's it's quite disturbing at times like more so than some of the possession moments because you gotta think yeah it's a 12 year old girl uh, none of these people know what's wrong with her, but they're just doing tests. But these tests are just horrific. It's not just yeah. a little bit of, I oh, would we'll just take a bit of blood from your arm. It's it's nothing like that. It's very extreme.
2: It is. And, the, and the, I don't know. You get the impression that a lot of, it, I mean, I guess, I guess she's, she's fight I mean, there is a scene where she's getting a, they're trying to give her a, an injection and she is physically fighting it. Yeah. Um, and and obviously it's arguable whether that's just a little girl frightened and doesn't or whether that's the demon like trying to prevent um prevent anything like prevent her from being cured, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um because it was something that I was thinking about later on and I, it it might just be my interpretation of it, but Although we have that scene where um, Reagan says it's a beautiful day for an exorcism. Um, and Karras says, is that what you want? And she's like, well, it would bring us closer together, Keras. So whatever <laughs> the line is. Um, but arguably, uh, she's... Uh, i say reagan it's the the possessed version the possession yeah. the, the the demon is presenting um so as not to appear possessed like not to fill the criteria um so the possession won't ha the so the exorcism won't happen essentially um it's something yeah. about the Well, basically, because Kara says to Chris after the fact, like, "Oh, I've seen, uh, you know, if you've seen as many psychopaths as I have, like, them somebody saying I'm the devil to you is not shocking. It's not, you know, yeah. Like she, but it's it's sort of like the 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 proof that demons lie kind of thing. It's like she is possessed, but is saying that she's uh, essentially presenting that she's not, so she won't get exorcised.
1: Yeah." is that around the same time he's trying to... He's explained about how, like, medical science has progressed so much. We now know more about schizophrenia. We now know more about mental yeah. health problems. Like, mm-hmm. we, we don't... We're not just delving straight into, let's get the church involved. Like, we need to look into oh, this yeah, more. We need to it, work on this more. That's it. It's kind of... We need to have a more humane, it, logical explanation behind this.
2: Yeah. And, even, and they do even sort of say that... Um, Keras as a psychologist should, mm. a psychiatrist, should be present at the, um, should be present at the uh, needs to be present at the exorcism because there should be a psychologist there. Yeah. So yeah, even even you know in, because Keras says earlier on, doesn't he? Like, oh, if you want a, an exorcism, we need to get you a time machine back to the sixteenth century. So even in like as was as modern times, the church's exorcism ritual is still kind of linked to. Yeah. Um, medical treatment and yeah, this sort of belief that it's how does he describe it? It's that because the but because the the victim might believe that they are possessed by the devil, an exorcism is like a placebo effect that will placate them and make them believe they've been cured, where really yeah, it, yeah it's, you know, therapy,
1: I guess. Yeah, that's it's, that's it, all it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the, the the thing a similar thought to that I, I I had a little note about the film Wreck mm-hmm. right and that that delves it, for the most part it's portrayed as a survival I guess rage zombie slash film mm-hmm. but it's actually a possession film in a way yeah, yeah, especially yeah. the last 10 minutes some of the best in horror in my opinion well that's
2: what I think that's when you find out isn't it that's when it's revealed yeah. that it's
1: yeah how this this um i think he was a clergyman or vicar or whatever he and a, a young girl in spain was uh, or italy was possessed and he had kidnapped her and was trying to commit an exorcism on her but when you when you see uh, i believe she did have a name the young girl i can't remember what her name is yeah, um knows. when you see her visually you know reagan is a normal girl even if, even possessed by Pazuzu compared to this creature, mm. like the way they went about it, like this is like fully mutated limbs, are long, yeah, very skinny, sort of elongated,
2: very... Like, a little bit like the mother from Barbarian.
1: Yes, uh, smaller, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely, yeah. Um, so they obviously went about it a different way, and now that is not a case that you could try and chalk up to mental health issues.
2: No, but have you ever seen um, pictures of "quote unquote" real ex-possession uh, victims?
1: Vaguely, uh, like, yeah. A, a,
2: a, I, I, I can't remember the name, I, or but I think that may have been Spanish, uh, a Spanish case, and they tend they they do tend to look like very emaciated and. Mm. Um, yeah like like malnourished I guess Um, so I maybe that that's the inspiration is drawing on Mm. drawing on that Um, very gaunt but yeah I think some of those are like kind of sad cases with a lot of like misguided help
1: Um, yeah it always comes back down to religion the religion side i mean it was obviously a practice back in ancient roman times right i believe like well, ever since but around I, christianity I, times so
2: I, I mean yeah i guess well or longer Meso- Mesomet- I, yeah. mesopotamia
1: right so even uh, probably well,
2: thousands of years i guess yeah. as long as there's been people i suppose there's been some form of religion and as long as you've had some form of religion you've had good and evil spirits i suppose yeah this kind of thing is yeah, yeah. i mean demon possessions definitely definitely features in the bible and um is arguably yeah arguably arguably a lot older than that but it is that sort of like what we can't explain by science is magic isn't it so what we can't yeah. explain by uh, you know medical knowledge is demons it's you know you've you've got you've got you're cursed you've got a demon in you, you it's you know it's that sort of thing. We need to drill a hole in your head and let the ghosts out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in um in the in the commentary he mentioned about the the voice for Pazuzu, the, the demon inside Reagan. Or the voice that Reagan suddenly has, it's not her normal voice. And he like wanted a really neutral voice. Didn't want didn't want the demon to be male or female right okay yeah right it wants the most new uh, trying to, and uh, it goes on in a sec but try just trying to like, trying to think uh, that phrase a neutral voice what does that mean it, it's a really hard concept to come up with to, to think of well, what does it sound like
2: really i feel like i suppose i mean yeah because i wouldn't neutral so a neutral voice to me is it'd be something that doesn't have anything about it like yeah it doesn't well arguably it's really quite striking yeah to the point where you you can attempt to do impressions
1: or yeah what. well obviously um, yeah but he said he, um, he found um a voice actress that was doing a play at the time but then eventually signed on to it mercedes mccambridge and he said like in some sense she was tortured for this i mean not physically uh, not Shelley Duvall sort of, like, mentally tortured, but, like, <laughs> she kind of tortured herself to get the voice right, where she would right, smoke okay. nearly three packs of cigarettes a day, oh, strapped down to a chair, uh, swallowing raw eggs, drinking straight whiskey, anything she could do to, like, just rough, and, us, rough her it up.
2: Voice. Uh, well, I mean, I mean that's... Um...
1: That's Andy hardcore. circus
2: thought he had it bad with the Gollum voice. Yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't chain smoking Marlboros as far as I'm aware.
1: Chain smoking Marlboros while swallowing a raw egg and and
2: uh... that's the only one that seems out of place to me. Like the whiskey and the cigarettes, sure. Yeah, but swallowing raw eggs does that really roughen your voice up? <laughs> Just
1: well, I'm imagining um, Rocky sort of raw eggs, yeah. not not hardboard i mean hardboards no 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 (laughs) not not cracking with the
2: with the shell
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) the shell and all yeah
2: um (laughs) but i mean i guess i was gonna say it was i suppose it's neutral in that it doesn't sound distinctly male or female um so i think i think the balance is kind of right there that it's it's it, it could be one way or the other you know what i mean i don't
1: it could be, but then also along with the voice, the demon speaks English. Is that just because the possessed is in an English speaker? What about if you had the Pazuzu speaking in tongue? Well, would that I mean, would have been a Bella? little
2: bit. We do get a little yeah. bit, don't we? Because we get she speaks Latin, um, Italian, French mm. in that scene where. I mean, that's one of the tests to prove that she is possessed. Is she can speak languages that she doesn't have any knowledge of the, there is a little bit of speaking in tongues which transpires to be english backwards oh does it um, okay yeah yeah
1: it wouldn't have had the same impact though if it was all in like latin or tongues like it, you've got those famous quotes that are just because they're in english they're so impactful they're so out of this fucking world oh
2: yeah yeah it needs to be and it's and again i think we've got that sort of shock value that it's yeah
1: that's exactly a young
2: that. girl speaking some you know some quite shocking swear words, you know. Really? By, I mean, you know, C-bombs. There's several, like, throughout. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot in the book as well. I think it's like four pages in, you get your first C-word, <laughs> and it just goes from there. Um, and we're there's off. Quite there's quite a lot in there. Um, which I think, yeah, I think does have that sort of impact that it's like a 12-year-old girl. Mm. Um, I mean... Look at the look, we had the same fuss with uh kick ass with hit girl saying it as well. I think she oh, drops yeah. a C bomb, doesn't yeah, Everyone was does, like, yeah. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, little kids swearing is always going to be impactful. I think I usually find it funny to be quite honest, but I suppose the context of the exorcist, it's less, it's less humor, more horror.
1: You just say it's not her saying it, <laughs> no. it's not a 12, it's not actually the 12, it's a thousand year, 2000 year old demon saying it, okay? It is.
2: So, I mean, it is endlessly quotable. But, okay, I want to ask, though, what's, what is your favourite scene? What is your favourite bit?
1: I, a couple. Give you, I, I, it can't be one. It can't be one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to okay. give you a couple. In the re-release, there's a really fantastic scene of Marion and Karis sat on the stairs. And they're, they're just, like, I think one's got head in his hands. They're just... They're really contemplating with each other what's what the hell is going on? What do we do? What, how do we go about this? It's just a really nice little scene between them it's, two. Yeah, it's just after their
2: first stint. Yeah, and they and Keras is asking why her, isn't it? It's, yeah, is why why this little girl? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think another have a scene. It's a hard one. It it might. Ooh. Oh, that is that's a good question. That is a hard one. What what what, what would you say?
2: Oh mate, mine is I mean it's it's a Reagan possessed moment and it's my favourite line. Mm. Um it's it's just after and I'm the devil bit. Um yeah. where he Keris asks um Oh, she says, kindly remove these straps. And Keras says, if you're the devil, surely you can do it yourself. Yeah. And she says, that's much too vulgar a display of power, (laughs) Keras. And it's just, I love that line.
1: That's good. I love
2: that line and I love that bit. Um, And then just after that, you get the vomit as well. So I think it's that scene. I think it's that scene where he first sort of confronts her. And um, it's that, that line in particular, but that whole, that first scene where, He's getting the measure of her, I guess, and and vice versa. And that, that first sort of because it's after that. I think he goes downstairs to Chris and he says like, "Did Reagan know there was a priest coming? Did she know that my mother had just died? And there was a there was a lot of a lot a lot goes on in that short space of time where you know. Um, because he's very uh, dubious about it being a real possession. Yeah, he's not coming yeah. as a priest he's coming as a psycho as a psychiatrist um and th- it's a big thing as well that don't think he's really in uh it's it's not as overt in the film as it is perhaps in the book but keres is having a real crisis of faith
1: um, oh big time like, yeah
2: like it, it's it, he's ready to give up the priesthood he's had enough mm. he doesn't Believe in God anymore, or, or, or you know, what however it's manifesting itself. So, I think that we get that sort of that inkling that, like, okay, this is everything's real, sort of thing, as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's that Keras's first encounter with possessed Reagan. therefore
1: that's good. I, 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 I was, I was, of course, I was listening and taking in everything you were saying, but all this at the same time, I was trying to also think. What? And I, I I, I think it might be back to what I said earlier about the trauma of Chris's character and there's, there's mm-hmm. one, there's the scene where she's it's it, it, so not word for word but it's similar, it's something like she's just ends up blowing up at the doctors and she's like my god why can't you just help her, just help mm-hmm. her and it's like that point you can just see she's just lost every um kind of hope and just wants help needs a, another human being to help she doesn't know what to do and yeah. it's kind of a nice contrast between yeah we've got this girl that's messed up over here but it's also the mum that that's that's a hor- horrifying thing in this horror film and she's a great yeah. actress she's a great actress helen burst in that role and she delivers it so well just screaming help her please help me I I actually really like that. Like I love the effects. I love what Reagan mm-hmm. does. I love all the, the the shit that happens to Reagan in a weird way. Yeah, <laughs> not in a nice way. I don't love it like that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because I think also yeah because of her acting. Because like I, I'm trying to imagine, you know, Jane Fonda and Audrey Hepburn were meant to were, were potentially going to take that role. I think Audrey Hepburn would have done okay. well, but Jane Fonda was it Jane Fonda? Or, mm. Um, she was really against it
2: right Um, i guess i guess there's a lot that's maybe between like you've got to kind of read between the lines as well because obviously we see we see what we see and it's harrowing enough yeah but there's been several sort of days and nights in between the bits that we see where some weird shit I must have been happening. Or, yeah, you know, what
1: what happens? Does does Chris just go make dinner uh, and sit there like head in her hands, crying, and go to bed? And the next day happens, and but Reagan still. Well, the I mean, how does she live a daily I mean. life like, like this? It's how be horrific. How do
2: you sleep? How do you sleep with yeah? Your, uh, when especially like late towards the, the later, uh, you know, latter stages, later end of the film, when she's full blown, puking green, twisting her head round, and you know, screaming obscenities, possessed how do you sleep in the next room knowing that that's like there <laughs> knowing knowing that she's killed somebody as well like you know she's killed burke and thrown him out of a window or whatever
1: it's hard like, enough having bad days here but bad day at work and you've got to go back to work the next day and you're uh, your daughter is possessed and doing mad shit in the other room yeah <laughs> it's like, in, impossible to think how she would react because it's not a real mm. thing but yeah you're right like it, it it's not just shot over a day or two. It just goes on. Maybe not. It's,
2: I think, I think once once obviously it, it does progress fairly quickly once they get into it. but it's been like weeks at the doctors, at least. So the, there must have been like other things. Mm. And I think we get a little bit of Chris saying to the doctors that she's being aggressive and stuff, and we've not necessarily we've seen evidence of her being aggressive. Yeah. But not necessarily all the incidents that, um, that she's uh, that she's alluding to, and the spider walk. Like, what happened after that? Because that's a hard cut away, and we go to something else.
1: That's pretty but, mad to
2: see. If you like, I
1: just saw that,
2: <laughs> like, what's been left there is like your daughter's run down the stairs. In she went back the up crab. again in a crab pose vomiting blood out of the mouth and then what like yeah does she just scuttle back off to bed and it's like oh that was weird or do you then have to like fight this off or <laughs> it's like what's what happens in the in the immediate aftermath i of i, I never thought about that we I don't never thought it, about we? that at all
1: <laughs> what happened after because it does
2: just cut I can't, I can't what does it cut to i can't remember now what is the next scene just after that um Oh, it's the 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 hypnotist. It's Reagan, the yeah. hypnotist. Um, or oh, back in the doctors, I think, looking very pale, and they're examining her
1: again. Um, you would want to examine her after doing something like that. But yeah, like, how did how did the doctors explain that one? <laughs> like,
2: because for the shaking bed and everything, they've talked. You know, they talked about seizures and and things like that. Yeah. But, which, you know, is... Well, you weren't there. You didn't actually see what it was... What it
1: happened. was... It was like, off the ground, that yeah. bit.
2: <laughs> do you, like, I know you think she's just got, like, a, a brain, uh, you know, imbalanced, Doc. But she's just <laughs> spied a walk down the stairs, vomiting blood. Like,
1: you know... <laughs> Has she, did she ever do gymnastics <laughs> as she was a kid? <laughs> hmm. Always trying to think of this reason. Um... I found the quote I was I was trying to think, find of uh, when Jane Fonda turned down the role. Oh, okay. Her quote was, why would I want to be involved with a capitalist rip-off piece of shit like this? Uh, she was in her anti-Vietnam phase, freaking, et cetera. Mm. <laughs> so she was really not keen to be part of this.
2: Oh, no, Jane Fonda. Um, yeah. In her, in her anti-Vietnam uh Stuff, yeah, yeah, like the CIA were keeping tabs on her, and she nearly got snatched by special forces and stuff. God, there's, really, there's some mad stuff about it, yeah. I read, uh, oh shit, on a, on a totally different note, but I read, um, a a book by I, call, I, I can't remember the chap's name, but he was an American soldier, and he was one of the uh, Max Sog, um, like essentially the precursor to the seals that they had in Vietnam. Uh, the special forces and, and, and stuff. And he was, like, drawing up plans to go and snatch her off the streets because she was what? speaking out against all this stuff. Yeah, it's mad stuff. Mad, mad stuff.
1: Holy shit. Um, um,
2: there's all, all sorts of plots that keep her close, close tabs on her.
1: I, I Just one quick other side note, r- relating to the cast. Um, so linda blair's linda blair was basically a golden ticket for freaking uh it, i think he said that like she hadn't done anything before this it was this was like acting was new to her and i don't know if her mother was into acting because her mother has a cameo in this her mother plays a okay. nurse a nurse when she's in the hospital having all the um uh um test done on her and she pops in like opens the door pops in i think she says something or just looks in but uh, you can see that's her mother um oh, right, right. but like to freak in like apparently he, he she was like his golden ticket like 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 when Millhouse is picked to do to be a uh, fallout boy right it's like oh, that's the one that's the kid and it was just it was just perfect casting and yeah I, for what it's worth, she does a cracking role in The Blair. She's she's fantastic. Have you I'm ever? Just, uh, there's a there's a film she did a lot later on. It's called Mean Streets.
2: Um, I'm just I'm just looking up at her. Uh, oh, Savage Streets.
1: Savage Streets. Yes, She watched Savage Streets. That's I'm just that's um, up. Savage I, Streets is
2: good. Uh, I'm just looking. I'm, she was in S Club Seven in LA, apparently. <laughs>
1: Cut the front door. What? I'm
2: just having a look because everybody knows that Linda Blair was in The Exorcist. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, I can't think of anything else I've maybe seen where I oh definitely my... know she's in it.
1: God, she so was I in I just... Miami Seven.
2: So yeah, she Exorcist onto to doing that. Savage uh... Streets. No, I've not seen. I've not seen that. I don't think I've seen a lot of
1: she's um talk about a different character in savage streets um i mean if you see the the plot crossbow armed brenda linda blair hunts down a hollywood gang led by a punk with a razor blade earring like it's i mean it
2: sounds brilliant
1: it's great i mean have you seen the poster look at her
2: Yeah, yeah 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 I'm looking... I mean, it's, it does look like she's done a lot of, like, that sort of gritty... A very grindhouse Yeah, grindhouse-y stuff. Um, and I, I think I probably want to watch everything that she's been in, just looking at some of these titles, I'll be honest. He's
1: credited um, for Exorcist Believer.
2: I've noticed that too. I was just, just going to mention that. Maybe, the, maybe we'll get some,
1: oh.
2: maybe we'll, we'll,
1: we'll mm. oh. I, mean, I, th- we th- I think Burst. maybe we'll
2: get, is it a flashback? Maybe we'll get some original footage as a flashback. Yeah. Because we know, um, uh. Ellen Burstyn's in it. Yes, Alan, we know she's, Ellen. Burstyn's she's, she's, she's
1: back to finish the fight. <laughs> god
2: so i'm wondering because i don't, and i think i think we we gained from the trailer that they go and see her at some point to find out about yeah. her story or whatever so maybe we'll get a little bit of flashback um
1: maybe maybe or or well maybe she has a role seen as her mum is in it i mean Here's, yeah possibly. maybe we'll maybe what happened maybe it's a uh what are they call those, those meetings of like addicts like on recovery like oh. re- rehab when they're sat in a circle like,
2: like and... a possess, po- possessed anonymous yes sort of and then thing.
1: the camera's dot, panning around the circle while she's talking and you, is that reagan is that reagan and it cuts to her that night back in 1973 and she's talking about her possessed night and or well, possession time and what been. she went through um Oh, I can imagine it now. I can imagine it now. I can only imagine it now because I watched uh, Saw, the final chapter. I went through all the Saw okay. films the last uh, couple of weeks. And there's a bit in that where there's a circle like that. And the guy that's leading the circle is talking about a trap he was in. But he wasn't. He was making it up for money. And then <laughs> and then he gets kidnapped and put in a trap. So I was just, just had a thought. And that's I, I could just see that happening in Exodus, the new one i mean Herp, ugh, that, her,
2: yeah i uh, know we we obviously we did the trailer react and we talked about it and we're not we're holding our breath to see what happens but mm. with the fact that william freaking passed um yeah there's gonna be a lot more
1: taking the milk they're gonna milk it, and there is gonna be a bit on it that says "for freaking now." They're gonna they're oh, gonna... they will be, there oh, will be, oh, there will
2: be. If it's if it's not good, mm. people will absolutely pan him for like ruining his legacy. Like he, you? you know what I mean? It's it, it was probably gonna get some of that stick anyway, mm. but now that he's passed, unfortunately, it's gonna be like. Tenfold, if that movie doesn't perform, everybody's gonna be like, This is what you've done, like, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. Like I said, it's grown on me a little bit seeing that trailer a few more times, so
1: well, we'll see what happens with it. We've got just under two months left to go. Um, it's gonna be hard to top this. Uh, cl- classic is an understatement
2: for the end, until we do Repossessed. We should definitely do Repossessed. We'll do Repossessed.
1: We'll do repossessed. We've got uh, plenty of time to get Repossessed done. We'll definitely do Repossessed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've all got nothing. You, you could do many more Exorcist films and they'll never compare to this. This is. It's in a category of its own.
2: It is. I mean, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? If you're going to do another one, don't call it The Exorcist. It's another possession film
1: yeah which then which then could be it's a hard one to crack you put the title exorcism or exorcist in it people go oh it's one of them again if you don't put it in it and you call it something else it probably won't even get a theatrical release or it probably again won't do very well it's a hard one to crack
2: Yeah, I suppose it's. um, I suppose it just just depends on what you do. I don't know, but I mean, I think that I think it goes without saying that the Exorcist is the possession movie. It is is. the possession movie. Yeah, Um, without doubt. You know, and that's not to say there isn't there aren't other good ones out there, but is uh, it's unlikely that anybody's ever going to do another one as good.
0: Mm.
2: But that's probably. I mean, I don't know, but it's, it's probably a, a time thing, you know. That was 50 it, it years came out ago. when it came out. It, it's it, it did what it did then, and yeah, it still it still stands up today because nobody's done anything as good since.
1: Fifty years ago, audiences weren't you know for any, for any type of content or media. Audiences weren't wanting things now, 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 now. Yeah, they're not the the, the TikTok generation where we want quick things. We want it now, in your face. We want jump scares. We don't want a slow burn. We don't want like a, you know, 50 years ago, a horror film was very different compared to how it was now.
2: Yeah,
1: they were. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Hmm. Oh well. I mean, Um, this exists. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna try and get my hands on the 50th anniversary edition because I think it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think it comes out in October, so probably to tie in with the release of Believer. So, um, yeah, uh, unless you had much else you wanted to delve into,
2: I, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I've, I think I've covered, I think I've covered all my, all my notes, really. I mean, what? I didn't, well, didn't check on them all that much, but, um, I certainly covered the main beats of it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a phenomenal film. And I think like I said earlier, we it's probably been at least ten years, if not longer, since I last watched it. Mm. Um and it it was as good, as scary, um as as it was that first time. And I'm gonna check. I think probably what I'm gonna do next is check out some of those extras on that Blu-ray and watch Woods. some of the watch yeah. some of the um, the the shorts and the featurettes and the making ofs and I mean the making ofs an interesting stories we we touched on a little bit yeah just by you know some of the crazy crap that went on but uh, yeah I'm not I'm not done with uh, just talking about it on the pod I think just yet I, I want to check out a little bit more of the nice the history of it
1: yeah yeah i would i i i I tell you what i've also i've found a a really new appreciation for watching films of commentary now i've done done a few in time and the the best the best one ever is arnold schwarzenegger um commentary track over total recall you ever get a chance that is incredible
2: i (laughs) i will i will try and seek that out
1: that's or, incredible. I,
2: have you watched his commentary track of Coran and the Barbarian*?
1: No, but I assume it's as good.
2: <laughs> I mean, basically, if you get the opportunity to watch and uh, watch a, a, an Arnold Schwarzenegger commentary track, I think do it because yeah. I think they are all like great. Yeah, he, he's got like very little memory of what he did, and it's like <laughs> watching the movie with him for the first time. He's like <laughs> awesome. <laughs> His commentary is amazing. Like, oh, look at that! Oh, wow,
0: look at that!
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, I will note that down. Yeah, I can imagine anything he does, commentary-wise, is just great. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Newfound love for. It. I, I would. I'm hoping again the uh 4K Texas Chainsaw. I'm hoping there's some sort of commentary tracks mm. on them. I'm sure there are on some of the other editions. But yeah, a lot more I want to get into because there's so many hidden gems and secrets. It's-
2: it's a good point. It's a good point. And I think I think the next time I mean it, it's unfortunate that I think a lot of the movies we've done for the pod recently are things that I've not seen for a long time. Mm. But I think the next time we do something that I'm a little bit f- more familiar with, I'll probably do a commentary track mm. watch as well. Um mm. just to yeah, just just to try and get a little bit more insight and stuff like that. Uh yeah. I think the whole thing—I mean, just to just to have a little spiel about general uh, films in general. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole thing of DVDs and stuff like DVDs came out was was the extras. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like DVD releases. Oh, they've got extras on. You've got all these deleted scenes and stuff that you know you didn't get with VHS. You didn't get with with movies like that. And it was great. And it was like a selling point for DVDs. And then as time went on, they kind of like fell off. And they'd, you'd be lucky if you got like a photo. Behind the scenes it was
1: just gallery. the film, basically. Yeah. Or
2: more often, some some of them you don't even get a title card. It just literally yep. just starts yep. playing the movie. Um, so yeah, I kind of I think my, for myself I've kind of forgotten that. Yeah, those things are there. I should probably check them out.
1: It's, it's it's the it's one of the main things about physical media. I think that. Yeah, like you said, keep probably keeps it alive that people go for the extra special features. Mm. because the streaming you don't get that anymore no. you don't get that option with streaming you've if i went to get the exorcist on prime i'm just going to get the film i'm yeah. not getting what potential uh behind the scenes documentary featurettes uh different trailers from different countries like mm you don't get any of that anymore
2: you don't you don't but i think like i said the trade-off is that i d- when do i find time to watch that stuff because if i'm sitting down to watch the movie yeah. i want to watch the movie and then I, it's sort of after the th- fact i think well i've just watched the movie do i really want to sit and watch the yes. 20 minute program, yeah. program right and yeah. making it do i mm. and you're so i, on... I, I yeah. find it difficult to find the time to actually watch those things but she'll probably make a bit of effort and mm. make
1: time and you're not going to watch the, uh, the commentary track of the film straight after what you've watched the film. <laughs> yeah. That's why I watched it because I was like, okay, I watched it a few months ago. I do really remember it. I could probably put this on in the background. And as Freakin's talking, he's saying about, oh, in this scene, we did blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got it. I know, I know where you're at. I know what part you're at. I, oh, I didn't know about that, about this scene. Okay, mm. cool. So they, they can't. They kind of act like podcasts in some sense if you know what they're talking about if you know if you know the films off by heart Yeah, yeah. like for instance if they're in fact for next week's film uh which is return of the living dead uh we watched it um two weeks ago watched it already um 4k looked brilliant and i think there's a lot of features on that so if if there is a commentary track, uh, by fucking giant hack John Russo, even if John Russo is an awful director, uh, although I don't know, Dan Dan O'Bannon directed it, John Russo wrote it. If there's one by Dan O'Bannon, that would be cool to just put on in the background because I've watched it, I know it really well. Yeah, you know that it's like another podcast.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. In fact, like it's funny you should say that because rec- just recently, I've been listening to director's commentary stuff for episodes of inside number no. nine. And uh, yeah,
1: I know of that, yeah.
2: Not it's just literally just been the audio track. So I've not even had this had this this episodes yeah. playing. Literally just been listening to it as an audio track. Um and yeah, like you say, if you are familiar enough with it, it is easy to do. Uh, to, to picture it and go, oh yeah, that's what it is. Just one more little shout out about physical media because we've not mentioned it. Oh yeah! But Prey is getting a release, finally.
1: Well done for reminding. Even though I <laughs> talked loads about it on the Twitter.
2: Yes, finally a year. Near, if you're over still, a still year. with us, listeners, if you're still with us <sighs> at this point.
1: Hopefully, but probably not. Well, hopefully. Um, yeah, finally a year, over a year after it came out. Finally, 4K release in a still book as well.
2: Yeah, I'm just glad it's getting one. I'm just glad something's coming out for it, Um, because that is, I've that's a that's a a new film Mm. that, it's the first new film in a long time that's grabbed me where I've got to the end of it and gone, wow, that was fantastic. I go going to watch it. I think I watched it again the next day. I immediately wanted to watch it again, wanted more of it straight away. And it's been a while since like something's grabbed me that strongly.
1: And um, it is a franchise fact, film.
2: And the fact that it's a franchise film, yeah. And The fact that it's a you know a a, decent, a franchise film that I'm a fan of, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. It was it was good, and you know. If there was a franchise that needed another hit, oh. <laughs> the Predator franchise is up there, isn't it?
1: Oh, we all put hope in Shane Black with *The Predator*, and it was just, it's just awful. It's the worst of the lot. Can we it's just the worst of the lot? Can we go back to Nate numbering our films, please? *Predator*, *Predator 2*, *Predators*, *The Predator*. I—it's just stupid. Prey, prey makes sense. Predator, prey makes sense. Fine. Don't call it prey two. Don't call it the prey. Don't call it uh, prey versus prey. Like (laughs) prey versus predator. Like no. And yeah, you're right. About last year was killer for standalone films like that. There were just new films that just hit. Like like you mentioned earlier, Barbarian was just fantastic standalone film, and that wasn't franchise. It just came out, bang, horror hit, perfect. I don't even think that's got a physical release. No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, when was the pre-pre uh, release coming out? Was it is it autumn again?
2: Um, I will have a quick look. Uh oh. I oh know that's that says October third, but I think that's pre-orders start on October third. Um, I can't see at a glance when.
1: Yeah, it will be. it will be on one of those Twitter posts. Um, sometime soon. Sometimes, Sometime but yes, Prey 4K and Blu-ray release with still, but very pretty, very nice, very good.
2: I mean, when it comes out, we should probably do an episode on it.
1: I agree, I agree because it's definitely got that uh, re rewatchability. Is that a word? It
2: is now. Uh, it is now.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, um. Right. But uh, that was yeah. Sort of just the last little last yeah. little knot. Cause we're not i'm surprised that you not mentioned it um
1: yeah i forgot i completely forgot
2: as for uh, the exorcist yeah absolute classic stone classic and you know if you haven't seen it what are you doing go and watch it
1: yeah why why Why? <laughs> what, what, what are you doing what are you? what are you even doing <laughs> with your life I mean, it's a I mean,
2: must-watch. It's a, if, if you're getting into horror, like it's definitely one of those that you need to tick off. Like,
1: yeah, you, yeah, it, it's it has to be on the big. It will be on one of those scratch them off uh, posters that have yeah, like top fifty easily. horror films. Yeah, it will always but, be
2: there. It, top fifty films. Even it's it's, I think, like The Shining. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. big enough and iconic enough that it goes outside of the genre. And if you've not seen it, you need to see it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, completely. Um, all right. That was uh, a little indie film called *The Exorcist, nineteen seventy-three, <laughs> by uh, Mister William Freakin'. Rest in peace, sir. Rest in peace. Um. Until next time. Whoa! Before we do until next time, where is the mailbag?
2: Where is the mailbag? I just
1: remembered. <laughs> I I was just I I was
2: just wondering if you were gonna do the uh well, the spiel on where it. you can find us and stuff, the social meads. But yeah, uh we do have a mailbag if you would like to send us an email, thedreadcastpod at gmail.com. Um we'd always happy to hear your thoughts, reviews, suggestions, comments, or you know, you just wanna say hello. Uh we we
1: haven't got an email but we have got something. Um, I, didn't even, I didn't actually tell you this. <laughs> okay. I um, I put a uh, post into a response to "In Search for Darkness, 1990 to 1994." They oh, were asking for uh, the creators. Uh, yeah, input. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is somewhat of a response. Mm. Um, it feels a bit automated but i will send you that off uh off recording and we'll talk about that off recording but that would be cool but uh yeah other than that i'm afraid no no mail this week no mail this week but yeah okay what was it again
2: i will give you again it is the
1: dreadcastpod at gmail.com yes
2: send us us a message
1: send them in tell us what you thought when you watched the exes for the first time a couple of day in a couple of days time
2: but as ever, you can get us on the uh, on the social meads which are Tom. That's Zilla. To, oh yeah, me. Uh, Hello. <laughs> just, just to say
1: hi, that's me. Sorry, yeah, I was getting distracted. Instagram, by this, Twitter. This in search of darkness email. Go away. I'm gonna stop looking at you now. <laughs> it's been two weeks so I'm a bit rusty with this yeah. the Instagram and Twitter which is the underscore Dreadcast and you can find this podcast and other past episodes on Spotify Apple Google Podbean, Amazon and YouTube with our pretty faces here and uh, the past last week's episode being The Mummy doing very well go check that out plus our Universal uh, Monsters of Universal series and yep next week Return the Living Dead oh i'm looking forward to it one of my absolute favorites So yeah looking like
2: share comment leave us uh leave us a little comment leave us a little review all that good stuff and until next time guys yeah stay spooky
1: stay spooky i tried i tried to do the voice